0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: what that means first it means closing the book on the florida state game the latest in a long line of crippling losses for al golden and the hurricanes miami lost this one like it's lost so many of the others it showed up at the stadium unprepared on defense and without an adequate game plan to stop fsu running back dalvin cook or the fsu offense in general you think that's too harsh the Knowles had a stunning 358 yards of total offense in the first half. Worse yet, those 358 yards came while running only 30 plays as the Miami offense did a decent job possessing the football and was almost even with the Knowles in time of possession at halftime. That's almost 12 yards of offense Every time the ball was snapped, which might be the most staggering figure for two quarters that we've seen in modern-day Miami football history. We won't ask tonight how that is acceptable to Golden, because things are way past that issue. But we will discuss why this continues happening week after week, including three times in five games this season alone, regardless of the opponent. And why it's been happening year after year. I see guys who are not prepared well enough for battle. I see schemes that are flawed based on the personnel on the field. I see players that are out there sometimes not playing hard enough. And I see a stubbornness to realize that all of the above and more has not been working for several years. Why is there continued uproar? by the canes nation because you guys are getting verification week after week that your state of distress is justified and with all those things considered Miami still was in that ball game in the fourth quarter with two chances to go down the field and win it and they just weren't quite good enough to get it done the little things continue to victimize the hurricanes Textbook examples, the mental error of not covering the pitch man on the option play that FSU ran early in the fourth quarter when both Raphael Kirby and Dion Bush both went for Everett Olsen and Bush didn't get outside to pick up Dalvin Cook. Defense coordinator Mark D'Onofrio told me today that the Hurricanes actually briefly prepared for that play, which FSU last ran a few years ago when E.J. Manuel was their quarterback. So the question begs, That if that's the case, why didn't Deion Bush know to just go outside and pick up Cook? The play would have gained a couple yards, no big deal, and everybody would have carried on. On the other side of the ball, batted passes at the line of scrimmage were a very big deal in that game. Why weren't Miami's offensive linemen playing hard enough that they were engaging FSU's defensive linemen to the point that they couldn't just stand there, watch Brad Kaya's eyes and swat down passes in the game's most critical moments. And after the problem surfaced early in the game, why wasn't it corrected before the latter stages when it all was on the line and you have a chance to upset your arch rival in their stadium and three passes got knocked down, including the fourth down pass to Herb Waters, who was open and had a lane in the middle of the field. And would have gained at least 20 or so yards and put Miami in decent shape for the last couple minutes of the game and possibly score and win it. So with all these flaws, that's two years in a row now that Miami had a chance to win the game in the fourth quarter. Which shows you the potential of this football program. And it's why everyone is so frustrated watching it week after week. Because they see that Miami football can still be Miami football. If if they could come this close to beating Florida State and Tallahassee, with the roster being as incomplete as it is, with all of the other issues that have been surrounding this program for so many months and seasons now, where could this program be if things were right? Well, where it is right now is on the brink. And here's why I think the Canes can't afford to lose another game this season If they're going to call this a success. Pittsburgh, Duke, and North Carolina, all ahead of Miami now, in the coastal division of the ACC. They all play each other. But none of those teams has either Florida State or Clemson on their schedule this season. Much less both of them. Imagine going out to the golf course and giving somebody who's competing with you on an even level you know, 10 strokes or 20 strokes and saying, you know, I got to go beat them. That's the challenge facing the Hurricanes now. And there's no conspiracies or anything. It's just the way that the ACC rotating schedule worked out this year. But that means that Miami could lose to Clemson where they'll be a heavy underdog in the week after this one and beat everybody in the Coastal and be sitting there with two losses and still not be good enough to get to the ACC Championship game in Charlotte. So any way you look at it, this Saturday's game against Virginia Tech is obviously a must-win situation for the Hurricanes. We will discuss all of that and more tonight on what promises to be yet another lively edition of Cane Sport Live. Hello again, everybody. I'm Gary Furman, the publisher of CaneSport.com. We once again welcome you to the fastest three hours in Hurricane Sports. Tonight, sponsored by Harry's.com, FanDuel.com, and new to Kane Sport Live, SeatGeek. All of which will have specials for you that I will tell you about later in the show. As always, this is your show and it will be driven by your participation. The call in number is 646 595 2048. That's 646-595-2048. More than 100 open phone lines. If you want to come on the show and speak, remember to hit the number one on your keypad. That'll give us a prompt that you want to be on the show. And um, we should be in good shape with the number of phone lines we have tonight. As always, we ask the fans on the message boards at canesport.com to submit questions and topics that they would like to hear discussed on tonight's show. Here's some of what they came up with. It's evident that the most talented players on this football team are either not starting or getting enough reps because of the constant rotation going on. What is the best, most talented lineup for this football team? Why are certain guys who appear that they shouldn't even be playing, much less starting, spending too much time on the field? And if, by chance, there was going to be a shorter rotation, who should be in it? Does the Miami administration care about the football program? Of course they do. James Pierre decommitted today. How many more recruits might follow due to the struggles that the Hurricanes continue to have and the uncertainty of the coaching staff? And what about that Virginia Tech game? Is it another trap game with Clemson up next? I don't see how it could be because of the stakes that I just mentioned. Can the team rebound this time around and not slump like they did the last two years after losing to Florida State? Miami always seems to have trouble with dual-thread quarterbacks. Will it be different this time? With Tyreek McCord being so lost at linebacker, and I would agree with that statement, and never being in on a play... Do you think there is another combination of players that could be effective at linebacker or is it a lost cause for this year because of the injuries and lack of numbers? Would trying Juwan Young in the middle work with Kirby at Sam and Grace at will? My guess is it would work better than what we're seeing right now. If Miami was able to get its own stadium somehow, would the atmosphere be... Anywhere close to what everybody who went to Tallahassee this weekend experienced at Doe Campbell Stadium. As bad as the defense has played at times, should the last two losses be blamed on Miami's offense, which would seem to have enough playmakers to score more than 30 against most teams when they play well? I'm not sure you could say that because of deficiencies on offense. You know, if if, if things were better on the offensive line, I think you might be able to make that argument. But the playbook is being so affected by what's going on up front and so many plays are breaking down due to problems up there that I'm not sure that you could put the onus of losing on the offense by itself. So, so much to talk about. Obviously, those topics and more tonight on Sport Live. Again, the number... Is 646 595 2048. That's 646 595 2048. Hit the number one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. And let's begin tonight now in the 757, where you are live on Kane Sport Live. I
2: know. What's up, Jerry? How you doing, man? It's Kane Kane 1. Let hey, what's on up, Kane man. man, you already know what's up. It's straight buster time up in here. They don't need to talk about, like you said, all this stuff about the coaches. They've done. I don't care if they win everything. They got to go. Kids already jumping ship. They're scared. You know, negative recruits. You don't even need negative recruits. All you got to do is throw up golden records, And the coaches are say, man, you want to play for this? Look like what this man has done. He's been in Miami. He hasn't beaten no top 10. Top 10, top 25. His record is garbage. He don't want to fire his buddy. They got favoritism across the board. All coaches do, but ain't nothing new. But when you're losing, it shows up even more. We are horrible. And guess what? That game, sadly, Florida State helped us stay in that game. Because on that fourth and one, they did the dumbest play you're going to run up the middle. Honestly, they should have blew us out. That's how I see it, man. Whoever want to say whatever, I watched it just like them. Kaya, he's great. Oh, no, he's good. He got to win a big one to be great. He did Correct. have some passes. He threw for 400-some yards. No doubt he got his butt knocked down and everything. A couple passes could have been picked by your boy, but could have, should have didn't work. You know, uh, like you said, the defense, McCorm. Now, Bush, I was kind of hot with Bush because he should have went on the outside, like you said. Me and my boy Charles talked about it. He should have went on the outside, but he didn't go on the outside, and that was it. Dalvin Cook just took off and just scooted on down the field. We haven't looked like Miami in so long. I don't even know what to say anymore. But as for Golden, oh, yeah, in that pregame, why in the world was this in the locker room? Shake your brother's hand, hug him, tell him you love him, or whatever. Man, we're playing Florida State. Remember that year that Jamie right. Winston was in there let me stop playing? For, let me
1: stop you for a minute. No, Kate, you going not stop me hey, with that, Gary. Just for sad. one second. That's you guys, now, you guys have so many legitimate things to pick on, and there's a lot of them. Uh, you know, you're reaching with the shake in the hands of the locker room. Come on.
2: No, nah, man, shaking their hands, saying out. They heard hug your brother, man. We can ready to play Florida State. Just kick their ass and shake hands <laughs> later. When Hold on. When your boy, James Winston, played Clemson, uh, he his in his horse first year. They showed him the camera on him. He said, oh, yeah, y'all, yeah. Let's get our amp up fucking here. We're going out here and do something. This is what we need. He's too soft. Golden wears that tie. I hate it. I hated it since day one. I don't know who, whatever the town is. I care that Mr. Penn State. It don't belong in Miami. He's not good enough to be a coach in Miami. You know it. You didn't offend him so much. You don't even know what to do no more. I'm not, I de-
1: I'm not defending anybody. I, I, no, no. I, I said you
2: have defended him. No, I
1: you absolutely defended not.
2: Him I haven't defended him. You, defend no, anything. you, you, you I, never defended him. I, I, I said you he had potential,
1: but he's not allowed himself to fulfill the potential.
2: But I'm saying, you you, you have, you have defended him. Not now. Because there ain't nothing you can do for him. Only God can pain, save pain. him.
1: Kane yes, Kane, sir. what's gone yes, on sir. on that football field the last four years has been indefensible. I haven't defended one second of it. What I said was that I thought he had the <laughs> chance to be a very good CEO and that he had a lot of really good qualities, but he never corrected the problems that he had in the program that were smacking him in the face three years ago. And that's why you're sitting now three years later with the exact same problems. The problem same is horrible, pl- man. Same pl- same equals same. I haven't defended anything. I, I'm the one you, who's been... Okay, uh, you you have but somebody
2: else going to come break. up here and say you did.
1: Somebody no, was going to no, come no, up
3: here
4: no, and say I'm you didn't. I ain't I have not defended
1: now. anything. And, and my that.
2: opinions...
1: Hey, Kane, Kane, my opinions are on, in black and white every, 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 every Sunday. All you, got, all you got to do, cane cane, is go back. They're all still there. Just search the archives and, and go pull up what I've been writing for, for four years now. And I've been very honest every step of the way.
2: Nah, bro. Come on, bro. Carry you. Okay, whatever. It don't make no difference. You don't be
1: going anyway. Wait, I can't. I don't go back and change it. I got. That. Hey,
2: if you said you did, you did. I'll go back and check some. But it don't matter, cause we not gonna win out anyway.
1: That's not gonna
2: happen. Not, not as passive as we are. As soft as my own is. This is the worst I ever seen. Even when Shannon was there, Shannon did fire people, as you said before. I give you a hundred percent on that. You gotta let some people go. You can't hold your buddy forever. But hey, that's on him. He don't have to deal with what he's gonna deal with. If it's not the now boy, if you don't want to let him go. And the defense It's too late like for that.
1: This, it's too late. That's what I'm saying. It's too late yeah, it's too for that. Late I'm saying don't make a difference. And he I, I, I he know like,
2: he has to win.
1: I like Mark, he and he I'm he sure he, You know, I was I was with him today, and I'm sure he's not happy with me because of my opinions and stuff. But, I mean, that's unacceptable. I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, I don't understand how this continued level of defensive performance is acceptable. I mean, 12 yards of play, 358 yards of offense in the first half? I mean, come on, man. That's ridiculous. Terrible. Terrible. How Blake, how,
2: how, how does Blake feel about this? I know Blake, that Blake said he's going to evaluate him.
1: After Blake the is very quiet. Blake is not is not talking at all.
2: But don't you think – let me ask but you he a real feels, question.
1: I mean, what do you think don't he feels? You
2: think, you don't know, okay, well, don't you think he needs to move? Because we just lost one recruit. The more you linger and hold on and don't matter. really have in the balance, it don't matter. It
1: but doesn't it matter. Does matter. Whenever you make the change, the recruits are all going to reevaluate anyway. Who? I mean, what difference does it make if, if if they're decommitting now? It tells you that they're not really committed anyway. So, it does okay, that All man. that stuff don't, don't lose. There's way too much stuff to worry about. Don't worry about the recruiting class because it's all irrelevant right now.
2: That's one all of the right? biggest things out there. So I, guess, I guess if you say so, man, I ain't going to cry you no more than that. You I did because, you know, it, it is what it is. What it don't
1: is, but, uh, sleep tonight uh, because James Pierre decommitted, okay? Oh, well, I'm not going to sleep over there. I'm going to sleep even if Sam Bruce decommitted tonight. I mean, you know, you know there's no franchise player in that recruiting class. There's good players. Whoa,
2: whoa, 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 whoa! People make it seem like Bruce is the God Almighty, man. That's that's what I've been told.
1: He's, he's a, a five-eight five receiver. That's
2: he's what I'm He, he ain't He's very to do He's very fast.
1: shifty. He'll, he'll be able to do some things for you at times. But he's a five-eight receiver. Okay, okay. You know, he, he's gonna be a he's, he's gonna be a specialist.
2: Well, my man Charles said, and he's the one that back y'all and back there, everybody. He used to shoot me there. He said, he said, "I can't defend his name no more." I said, "Well, I told you in the day, you can't
1: defend it." Yeah. Right. Like can, 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 here's what I'm gonna leave you with: the guys to worry about in the recruiting class, in all seriousness, Jack Allison. I'd worry about him. You know, you you, you don't want to lose that kid. Um, I happen to be a big Tyler Bird fan. You know, I I hope I hope you know that he he sticks. I you know I think he could be a good Hurricane. I've, I I think Zach McCloud, because he's a linebacker. You don't want to lose him. Um, I think Shaq Quarterman, Shaq okay. without question, is one of the most important guys in the class. And the last one I would say is Amon Richards. Oh, and, and I would throw Joe Jackson in there too. Those six guys, to me, are you absolutely can't lose those six. Those six guys. But beyond that, don't you know they're high school players. Don't you know they're most of them are three stars. Don't lose sleep because it's all going to be up in the air if if there's a new coaching staff. Anyway, all right, Kane. Well, Ken, eh, Thanks for... A, I'm,
2: yeah, okay, leave me on hold, buddy. I just want to hold a whole new step. Get all them bums out of here. Period. And
1: you got it, man. Thanks for kicking off the show. All right, 646-595-2048. 646-595-2048. Let's go out to the 513, where you're now live on Kane Sport Live.
2: Gary, how you doing, man? This is Tim from Cincinnati. What's going on?
1: What's up, Tim? Welcome to the show. Oh, man, I used to call it last year and everything, man. I kind of took a
2: break, but I'm back. I just... I'm just going to just vent. I'm not going to even bring up points at this point because at this juncture, it's just not even really kind of worth it. Okay, number one, um, Alex Gall sucks. And and, I, and I'm and i saying that he's a kid. I understand that. But, Gary, that kid gets blown off the ball every single game. And at this point, I'm sitting up here I'm telling myself, okay, Kehoe, like you need to recruit better on the offensive line. Because now all your recruiting deficiencies are starting to show. We have no depth. You mean to tell me that you can at least move Darling at guard? At least. I mean, it was points where I was just like, everyone wants to cry about Kaya and shotgun. He can't. Do you honestly, Gary, and, and you're a realist, do you honestly trust Kaya to go on the center with that offensive line? I don't trust any one well, of that's them.
1: That's they're. that's why you, you, they're not doing it.
2: Any one of them. I mean, Gary, I mean, he was getting blown off the – this is week in and week out. And I'm sitting up here like, why is he starting? Why is he starting? You you can at least put Joe Brown in there. I I would take my chances with him. Gall is a backup. matter of fact, he should have never been offered a scholarship. Ever. And I'm from here. I know Molar High School Ball up here. They're just – he wasn't that good up here. So I'm like, why are you offering him a scholarship? It's just it's just mind-boggling to me. And, and, and everything that you're starting to see with recruiting deficiencies is starting to show. Like on yep. defense, for example. God bless Tyreek McCord. God bless him. But he is just a pass rusher. He is nothing else. Why do they have him at linebacker, Gary? Explain to me, please, why I, they have
1: him at linebacker? I don't understand why? it. Why? He's, so, he's so lost there. I mean, he's, he's no a fish
2: out of water. It, this is crazy. This is year five, am I right? This is year five. So you tell me why in year four of Tracy Howard's career is he not locating the ball still? And he's a senior. Tell me that. Please, Gary, I mean, I'm mean, not asking you. you. You're around the program. Why is, Deon, an why is Deion Bush making mental errors like he is? He's a senior.
1: I don't know. Why I are can't, you trying to I...
2: blow up Golden? Why? Everyone knew he was going to pitch the ball to Cook, and you could see it coming. Don't boys play Madden enough to know enough to know that the pitch is coming to the side. They know it. And he just blows up Golden, and Cook runs right up the field. And then, to make matters worse, I just threw up my chicken wings when I saw Dallas Crawford on the field chasing him. And you're saying that you're going to make changes. It's like at this point, Golden, like, just don't say nothing no more. Just don't don't say anything. Why is your coaching staff inconsistent in year five? putting together a full game plan for four quarters. You've noticed that, Gary, this whole season. We play one good half of defense, one good quarter of defense, maybe a quarter and a half of of defense, but we're getting shredded. I went to the UC game, 300 yards in the first half. The damage is already done. I'm going to tell you something. Stacey Coley caught that touchdown. God bless those kids. They played their hearts out. And I'm rooting for the kids at this point. Not even the coaches, just the kids. When I see Stacey Coley laying out like that, you can tell he wanted to win. They wanted to win so bad. And I felt like Tom Hanks on a leave in own when he was saying, like, we're going to win. I felt like that. And then I had to kind of catch myself and be like, wait a minute, we got this staff here. I don't trust the staff, Gary. I can't trust the staff to win any important games.
1: None. Well, they, they never have. None. But, Gary, it's like even they when they wake up. Going thirteen now against against ranked teams, but
2: Gary, why is it that we can never put together a consistent game plan? Why can we not put this? This is year five.
1: What they do? I don't want to hear about. Flawed. I don't want to hear what?
2: about the slogans. They're done. I don't want to hear about trust your training. I don't
1: want to hear none of that crap. No, it, it, of what they the do? is flawed and and they refuse to change it. They okay, just I'll keep coming. They prime keep example. coming out and doing the same thing week after week.
2: I'll give you a prime example. This offseason, he had a chance to make a marquee hire, and I was praying to God that he got Oregon or someone to kind of come in and give some fresh ideas to the program. He brings in Randy Melvin. Gary, I kid you not, I just completely just, I just my heart sunk. I said, this guy just doesn't get it. He has opportunities to make changes, and he doesn't do it. And then he sits up there and gives those stupid excuses. Gary, how do you even put the recorder up there? At this point, it's just it's just stupid. Chad Thomas, he's a five star kid, right? You wouldn't know it.
1: That That's kid, let a me tell you something. The staff, I, that somebody needs to get to that kid because his effort is no, it's no. But Gary, this should be, effort. Embarrassing. He's a five star kid, For a guy with that he's, kind of talent to to put the effort out that he does is embarrassing. And I watched him close. It's embarrassing. Past week. He
2: it's embarrassing.
1: It, it, it's it, embarrassing.
2: It, Raphael Kirby trying to chase Dalvin Cook one on one. Come on, come on. Well,
1: here's Raphael the question I have. All the why time. are you? Why do you have the on that play? Why do you have the linebackers dropping 15 yards in coverage and letting Dalvin yeah, Cook incredible. just roam through the middle of the field? At his you wheel. know
2: what? Okay, Gary. You know what I was watching on Saturday night? I was watching Bo Jackson in Tech Mobile and you know how Bo Jackson was? You couldn't catch him, right? That's how Dalvin Cook looks. We all will make kids, and listen, Dalvin Cook's a stud. I'm not taking anything away from that kid. That kid's a future first-rounder. But my gosh, Gary, he makes any guy that we play against look like I'm playing on Techno Bowl.
1: Seriously. Like, where was the then game plan? And he sits up
2: there and does the same thing. He does the same thing. Over where was and the game plan
1: to and... stop Dalvin Cook? Where, but, but, were the Gary, extra, where were the extra guys that, but, in the box? Where, where I, was, I, I was screaming at the where TV. Your says, where's the guy coming On pass plays coming out of the backfield. Where?
2: It's, it's, just, it's, just, it's, it's just mind-boggling to me. And Golden sits up there, and he still kept his... Gary, we got embarrassed. I'm not going to keep you long because my blood pressure's getting up. But in the Louisville game, we played him in the bowl game, and you were so dead on with your article when you said that the problems were smacking him right in the face. And it's like you still kept the guy and if we tell that to Kane the point Kane. now
1: tell that to Kane Kane I, Kane Kane I hope you're still listening because that was three years reversed. ago that was three we years reversed.
2: ago Gary how can okay for example how can Golden let's just say he wins all his games which I know he won't but let's
1: just say how
2: can he go into a defensive recruits living room and say hey we were ranked such and such that yeah, was a farce last year you're probably ranked 61 100 whatever do that anymore Golden I know you got a degree in sports psychology, but it doesn't work. These kids are not stupid. What major defensive recruit, unless they're really diehard Miami guys, they want to come play here, want to come to Miami. They see everything on TV week in and week out. Who? 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 All your recruiting deficiencies are showing. They're showing. They're showing. It's sad. I'm like, we have seniors making boneheaded mistakes
1: well headed well, mistakes here's what i'm here's what I'm gonna tell you obviously everything you're saying is correct, but it's down to the end of the road here i uh, like i I honestly don't think they can afford to lose another game keep it keep it funky with me keep it funky with me. Do you honestly believe with this staff that they can even
2: do that you, that you even feel confident going in that they can win any game on the rest of the schedule?
1: I don't. I refuse I, I refuse to even have an opinion on any of that. I mean, you can't predict I know, but, but anything. I mean, of course it doesn't look good. I mean, that's obvious.
2: I mean, but, well, Gary, why are we sitting up here talking about, oh, you know, they got Duke on the schedule. They got Georgia Tech. Why have we sunk to that? I've seen people on the boards talking about, oh, well, you know, let's give, you know, the kids play. There. Listen, I'm tired of that. This is the University of Miami. We are not. We are. This is not Idaho or Buffalo where we just show up and we give a valiant effort the first half. This is Miami.
1: It's, it's just. It's just well, sad. I'm
2: looking at like I don't. Gary, listen. Here's man. what I'll
1: tell you. All you can do right now is hope better days are ahead. That's all you can listen, do. Listen, Gary.
2: I, 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 something because at this point it's like it's embarrassing to watch us on TV. It's embarrassing. Really, Jimbo Fisher was toying with us. He should have kicked the field goal in the fourth and one. He was just trying to just be, you know, he got cocky and he got went cocky. forward and stuff. Yep. That game yep. should have been 21-3 to three if Kermit doesn't drop the ball. Right? 21-3, to three, right? Yep. And I'm sitting there like, my heart's sung. I'm like, oh, we're not going to never come back. You saw kids hanging their heads and stuff, and then the replay comes. They got a little jolt of energy, but it's like, I just I had no confidence here. But anyway, Gary, I'm not trying to hold you up. Good show. Keep me on hold, please. Just you, please. You I'm it, just to try
1: to sit through everything. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you got a chance to vent. I, I mean, Thank we, you. We, I, I almost made the theme of tonight's show therapy, but I, I don't, I don't know that we're we're not at therapy yet. You know, we're no, getting close. We,
2: we're beyond therapy at this we're, point.
1: No, we're not. we close.
2: I'm on no, the we're couch. <laughs> a fluffy
1: couch. All right. But yeah, we're getting close to therapy. You know, oh my it, gosh. I, I think we're in one, at least one more loss away from that. So the only th- uh, listen, the only
2: time I want to spend my money is on my subscription monthly. I'm not buying any more tickets when they come up here. I'm not. I'm
1: not well, doing it. Well, thank thank you for not not abandoning us because we're we're trying to hang in there with you guys. So all right, Gary, keep me on hold. All right, thanks, man. Hey, thank you for being part of the show. All right, thanks, man. All right, six four six five nine five two zero four eight. Hit the number one on your keypad if you want to be part of the show. Uh, let's go now to the 404. You're now live on Kane Sport Live.
2: Yeah, how you doing, man? It's Roland from New Orleans. What's
1: up, Roland? How you doing this week, What's man? What's going on? I'm good. good. Doing good. good. Okay? Yeah, doing good. Okay.
2: I'm sorry. Say again?
1: I mean, I'm doing relatively good. I mean, you know, it's yeah. rough. Yeah. It's rough yeah. when a game loses like this. You know, you got to – you know, we, we, we deal with a lot of different layers here, you know. we Obviously the fans, the coaches, the players, and it's never fun when they're losing like this.
2: You know, so Gary, Gary, so crazy, Gary, I'm a big Saints fan, big Hurricane fan. Even down in uh, New Orleans, they, they talk about Al Golden, saying that he's on the high seat. And um, you watch that game, where well, everybody watched the game. Miami was just operating off of just raw talent. It didn't seem like he was in any execution, any um, – I know that was some form there, there, of preparation. There was on offense.
1: Come on, Roland. They, I mean, they, they did a lot of really good things on offense. They they couldn't run, the, did. Ball, did. They the, couldn't run the ball. but The passing game looked really good. Well, 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 let me ask you a question. Why didn't – this is what I couldn't understand. So,
2: uh, they obviously couldn't run the ball from uh, from a shotgun formation. Why didn't they go to uh, I formation with a fullback and, and try to establish the run?
1: They that's for what whatever reason they they don't want to put Kaya under center, and okay. I know you know he has his reasons and and <laughs> you know and he likes okay. having the tight end the extra tight end on the field so you know okay right wrong I mean that's his choice you know that's the, you know the, okay. the, you know but you know I would agree with you that the running game could use some type of boost particularly in the red zone yeah
2: and. uh what about the other back? Uh Treon uh, is it Treon Gray?
1: Yeah, well, they just have give him. They haven't been running the ball enough. Man, I mean Mark Mark Walton fit. Mark Walton only Martin. got let's see here. Um shoot, he didn't get one oh no, wait, that's halftime time Let me uh I think Mark Walton only had a couple carries in the game. He didn't uh I mean, he, I mean I mean he he's, most, he's barely getting any, any action himself so so I mean Why how how, how are you one, two, Mark Wallen had one uh, carry. He had one carry. year Kirby only had fifteen. Roland. So how are you going to get the Trey on Gray? They only the running backs only man. carried the ball sixteen times.
2: Yep. Um, I don't know what to saw, man. It's. Uh, I know this is and it's kind of cheesy, but but did you even and and one of the calls mentioned it before, man. You know i mean even've you've been even you've, you've been following the team forever, Gary, yeah? and you know even as a regardless in business world sports you wanna get fired up you want get you want get motivated you want i mean you're playing your of rival, and then you know you looked at the pre game speech again, everybody has their own aspects of where they approach things the where they where they uh you know get kids get get people motivated, but even my girl was like she said. That's not. I mean, that's not motivating. That's not getting getting guys going. If you know, and she she's just a you know just a relative just fan of, of just watching the game, and then Golden was saying, you know, shake. What did he say? Uh, you know, support the guy to your left or something like that. You know, it, it shook one shake, of the fans. Shake hands. I'm...
1: Shake hands with your brother. And, you know, <laughs> give him a hug. Whatever. I, I, I know, it's Goofy.
2: Jerry. I... <laughs> Yeah, after I saw that, I said honestly, I said, I said, uh, I texted a friend of mine and played for the team. He was at the game. He said, "Man, I got. It. I'm here for this BS." He said, "I'm so frustrated." I said, um, "I said, man, um, that pregame. I said, I said, I'm glad you didn't see the pregame speech because pregame speech was was more than enough for me." Um, the one thing about Miami, and you can attest to this, and what every every school has their little niche, if you will. Miami's niche and it has always had their niche as being edgy, being aggressive, being going against the grain. That's why people across the country gravitate toward Miami. It's not the norm. But when you see Al Golden with that tie on, and I know Snellenberger had a tie on and a suit. But that's a whole different breed of a coach. But when you see Golden and you see that tie man and you see um, even the whole staff with those khaki pants on and those orange Adidas shirts, it's almost like it, it, it's like you're trying to put a muzzle on a program. And I, I honestly think, and it's just my opinion, I know with all the stuff that happened with Shapiro stuff, I don't know what the NCAA communicated over to administration because One thing that you would see in the past, and I don't even know if this is going to happen again, and it needs to happen. You need to see former players on that sideline, Gary. You need to see guys that put the grind and put the work in on the sidelines. I can understand not having the boosters on because of the situation, but you need those former players on that sidelines that can be in the ears of those kids. And prime another example. When the kid kicked a uh, a kickoff, he kicked it out of bounds. Goldie should have been in his ass about kicking that ball out of bounds. Everybody who makes mistakes is just not. It's like it's, it's almost like uh, I'm not saying it's accepted, but you got to be proactive and get in guys' faces and say, "Damn, you you made a mistake," and you know this this is unacceptable. It's just man, it's 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 so weak. Team is. It's not the kids, man. It's the, it's just coming down from the coaching. It's just weak, Gary. It's weak, 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 and that's not Miami football, man. I'm, I'm. It's not Miami football. I um. I mean, on on a couple of those points, I know I was kind of a little bit everywhere, but uh, I mean, what's your thoughts on just the overall, just uh, just the game speech first? I
1: uh, you know what? There to me, there's so many <laughs> more significant things to worry about. And I, know and I, you know, I know was know at the stadium, is. so I didn't even see it until I watched the tape oh, but ye- yesterday. And I kind of laughed because I was reading the uproar online about yeah. it, and I kind of laughed at it when I watched it. But uh, to me, there's so many more significant things I mean, to worry about that are impacting the game. I don't give that. To I don't. Point. I
2: know. What about the play when we went on we were on our, on, our, on our offense? And uh, we had 12 men on the field, and we were bringing in a tight end.
5: But, what, what's horrible. the deal with
2: that? That's horrible.
1: Yeah. Those those are, friends, yeah. yeah. Horrendous.
2: That was horrendous. And then that, that, and then you got Dalvin Cook. And Everett, which well, he didn't – I mean, you know he's a mobile quarterback. You know, he's not a guy that's going to sit in the pocket and just pick you apart. So why not just stack the box? Just stack the box. Bring those safeties up. Take your risk. Play man-to-man. If he beats you in the air, he beats you in the air. But, but why not bring everybody out? You got two linebackers. I don't, what were they playing? A 4-2 – was that a four two five or 5 or – they anyway, went so many different. Uh, deep, I don't. I don't know what defense that they, that, they, that they were playing. I just felt like man, those safety should have been closer to the box. And 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 every time Go, uh, Goldston got back to drop back, was it you? I mean, was it me or was it? It had to be the whole entire fan base. He had so much time. He was literally just sitting back there. He was just bouncing, going through for his progression. First second, first progression, second progression. Third progression, then maybe I I drop it off to Dalvin Cook, or maybe I will run the ball. We had no pass rushing whatsoever, none. And I mean, the only 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 uh, uh, pursuit you you you're starting to see is from a freshman, Kent uh, Norton. I mean, the mother D tackles not doing it. Norton thing. gives you it's something
1: just, to be excited about. There's no question I, about. I know
2: it. he, he Look, is the I'm best get,
1: defensive lineman on this team. Right now, five games into his freshman year, when he really has no business even being on the field,
2: he should. He, you know what? I thought about everything you said.
1: He he, he should be shirted. Lawrence
2: Cager should be reassured.
1: Yeah, of uh,
2: course, Coleman. You need Lawrence Cager out there
1: catching one pass. I mean, for what?
2: One pass, man. You're burning the year. Uh,
1: what? Yeah. What? Herb Waters and Braxton Barrios are too tired on the sideline. I mean, come on.
2: Listen, and then think about it. next year. We're going into a year with. Um, Kyle being a junior, already, yep. already, he's gonna be, he's gonna be a good.
1: He should so be a redshirt freshman right now. He's just, boy, he's
2: hitting him around the head. All these kids need to be redshirted, and Golden's just playing these freshman. Right,
1: hey, let me let somebody else know, get on. know I appreciate it, man. Just keep me on nothing.
2: hold, and uh, we need a new coaching staff ASAP.
1: All right, man. Hey, thanks as always for being part of the show. All right, man. All right, let's go out now to the eight five zero. You're now live on Kane Sport Live.
2: What's up, Gary? What's up? It's
1: Omar. What's up, Omar? Glad glad to be oh, out of man. your town, I'll tell you that.
2: Oh, man. Yeah, you see, yeah, that's, that's the thing, man. See, y'all leave, but I got to stay. You're stuck. <laughs> you see, it, and I'm sitting here, and you know, Florida State, you know. This is they land. I'm staying here. I stay here, man. So I I, I feel it. I get it the worst. I, we get it the worst. Like, I got to hear this every single day, man. I went to the game, you know. Went to the game. This was my first time going to an actual Miami game or whatever, being a fan, being us. Went to the game, you know, and it's just like from the jump. You got the defense just like. I ain't even made it to the stadium yet. They ain't make it to the third quarter. I'm like, what the hell is going on? You had one objection to stop their running back. You stop him, you, the game, you win the game.
1: Yeah, why wouldn't you That's make it? Eric Olsen beat you? I mean, make, Man, him, I don't throw don't let, ball, make him throw I,
2: the ball. And throw him the ball. I, I, don't know, I, I don't know how many times did he throw it because he's supposed to throw the ball at least 40. At least well, 40. And I don't he even did,
1: think you got no didn't throw at 33. 33. They, actually, <laughs> they actually were pretty balanced, actually. I mean, they ran 36 times and threw at 33. I mean, that's a pretty good run pass. Look at
2: that. I tell you, they did what they wanted to do. We didn't make them choose nothing. Nope. I, like, we yeah, have 10 days. We had 10 days, wasn't
1: it? When 10 they days were for this game? They were stopped. It was because they foolishly decided to go forward on fourth down because they missed the field goal. You know they they didn't punt and, the whole thing and, and
2: we you that game would have been over. I'm sitting right there. We sitting in the stand, man, and we looking at the 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 uh, play that that got called back, the touchdown. That would have killed them. It was just too much. It was 21 points. That would have been 21 points if, if that would have been, you know, would, would have been a tough shot. Like, just that fast. They scored in two plays. Um, one touchdown. Two plays. Like, come on. Like, Golden shot right there and just handed his home, his best friend the game. To, to And he just did nothing. He... he, he you gave him this opportunity. He did nothing. You don't see this team five years, and you still ain't prepared for him.
1: Florida State had the ball twelve times in the game. They only punted twice.
2: Twice. I swear. I, I was. We was. I was saying the same thing. I say, man. You see. I, I think they, they. They. second punt was in the third quarter. Right. Like,
1: frustrating. It's frustrating. frustrating first grade,
2: and Then you got, you know, and I'm, I'm seeing the it's no pressure on the quarterback like the other guy was saying. Man, no pressure, no pressure. I'm looking at these guys and they got them just doing. They got them like zombies out there, man. I feel like you got these players out of a scheme in a scheme that you can't even if they had the potential to show it, they can't even show it. If they had nope. a, a, a a certain quickness about them. They could forget about it
1: because they ain't I mean, going to get this play today. I mean, honestly, this is why they're going to get fired, and it's it's painful to watch. I mean, it's sad, but it's almost then, like they're, it's like they're trying to get fired. I mean, I, I don't understand. I haven't understood for several seasons now what we're seeing every week, and the fact that we're still seeing the same things is astonishing to
2: me. You know, you know the fact, and then I'm I'm watching plays where you got Deion Bush. Off the field on first down, come in on second down at nickel, get beat by um, Bobo Wilson on the out route, and then guess who's coming in for him? Trent Harris. Oh. <laughs> That's just like you take, you take him and you, you got D.M. Bush at nickel for one, you got uh, Crawford at safety and Carter at safety. You put him at nickel, he gets a beat on the play. You take him out and you bring in Trent Harris to stick another uh, right receiver. Like well, it's, it's, it just just it just continues
1: uh, with obviously like, all points, You know you could go on and on and on about that game, but you haven't on and on.
2: on you're really right. Uh, uh, I really it ain't ain't many value points to, to really say man. It just. I needed to, you know, vent. Because it it was a lot, man. This was a lot. And I just – I I hope good for the players, man. I really want them to – you know, I feel bad for them. I feel bad for the recruiters. I mean, for the recruits that's coming because – but a change has to happen. So the ones that leave, as far as the recruits, they're going to leave. And the ones that really want to be Miami um, players – they don't,
1: already don't, was don't, gonna come and hang on
2: in there. Just, Yeah, you're. you're yeah, gonna hang in. They're 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 in. And, and and if and if it's a, a better enough a better coach that's already been here that comes in, you're gonna see so many of them dudes come rat right back cause they want. That's what they wanted anyways. Yep. So you know. But all right, that's man. Let, what, let, that's let, let's all I gotta say, man.
1: Thank you. Right, Thank man. you for being part of the show. Appreciate it. Yeah. Put me on hold. All right, guys, NBA, NFL season is in full swing. The NHL has already started. The NBA is getting ready to kick in. And SeatGeek is the place to get tickets to any game in the country that you want to go to. And now, for listeners to Kane Sport Live, you can go and get the SeatGeek app and use the promo code Kane, C A N E. And they will give you $20 off your first SeatGeek ticket purchase. It will take you less than a minute to download the app today. And you use the promo code Kane, and you'll get $20 off your ticket purchase. SeatGeek does a ton of things that other ticketing operations and sites don't. First, SeatGeek pulls in ticket options from hundreds of online online ticket sellers to create a one-stop shop for tickets. When you shop on SeatGeek, you're seeing virtually every ticket option available for that game all on one page. There's no need to go anywhere else. They also have this great feature called Deal Score. It ranks every ticket on the market with a 1 to 100 value score and plots the best deals on a color-coded interactive map for you so that you can easily identify the best ticket values in the building at a glance. Finally, SeatGeek's mobile app makes the ticket-buying process seamless and easy. No more typing squiggly letters that you can't read into a box like other sites make you do. On SeatGeek, you can store your credit card, and once you find a ticket you want to buy, you can complete the purchase with just two quick taps on your mobile device. There's no faster way to buy tickets. So to redeem your Cane Sport Live promo code, which is CANE, C-A-N-E, and save $20 on your first ticket purchase, download the free SeatGeek app today, and then enter that promo code, and SeatGeek will send you $20 once you've made your first SeatGeek purchase. Every ticket purchased on SeatGeek is backed by a 100% guarantee. So go download the free SeatGeek app today, and enter the promo code CANE, and enjoy your tickets to your next ball game. Alright, let's get back to the show now and move on to the eight four five, where you're now live on Kane Sport Live.
3: Hey Gary, how you doing, Greg?
1: Hey what's up, Greg? Welcome back. You've been missing for a few weeks, huh?
3: Yeah, I've been listening. I just figured I'd take a break. I'm coming down for the next two games. I'm oh, sure I'll be able to get a ticket pretty easy this week.
1: Well, if you can't, just call SeatGeek or just uh, get that SeatGeek app.
3: Yeah, I heard you. I just want to bring up a couple points. As bad as we played in the first half on defense, the biggest play of the game nobody's talked about yet was when they were in the fourth quarter, we're up by a point, third and long for Florida State. Chad Thomas loops around and then. He throws the ball right between his hands. If he knocks that ball down, Miami's in great shape to win that
1: game. Yep. I I mean, mean, they were close. With all the problems and all the things that that were wrong from start to finish, they were close to winning the game. It's amazing. I
3: I really don't think, other than Dalvin Cook and Jalen Ramsey, there's a big gap in the talent between Florida State and Miami. There may not be any gap.
1: There, I mean, there's a I little think, bit of a gap. They're they're better at, uh, at certainly a defensive line.
3: Right. Okay. Let me ask you a question. You think if Jimbo Fisher coached Miami last year, they'd be six and seven?
1: No, no chance.
3: Right. Exactly. You saw. You see what Jim Harbaugh is doing at Michigan. It's amazing. Jim McElwain. What's he doing at Florida? Did he bring in new play? They have a lot of the same players they had the year before.
1: He put a good staff together.
3: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, of course he did. We have the wor- Could We have the worst staff in NCAA. You're asking me. Yeah, I'm thinking we have one of the worst staffs in the NCAA for a, a, a storied program like Miami is.
1: Okay.
3: Is this the worst staff in the history of Miami football since you've been following
1: it? Oh man, I feel so. I can't. I feel like I'm like you know. Okay, you know, go I got your answer. I just, yeah, I mean, yeah, I just feel like I'm like you know, just like driving a stake through through a. A lizard or something. You know, I mean, come on. I mean, it's like if, 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 look at the way they're struggling week after week after week. They gave up 358 yards in the first half the other night. 12 yards a play. Does that question need to be asked?
3: Okay, but then they held them for a good part of the second half until the last drive but, when they but, needed to stop But them. not
1: really. There were there were two drives where they where they played decent defense and held them in 12 possessions. They only punted twice. Uh, you know. A, okay. They they were pretty much driving the field at will for the majority of the game.
3: Okay. I just want to bring up a couple positives. I think Stacey Coley looked like a, two years ago the other night. He looked amazing. Yep.
1: Definitely one of the big think, positives of the game, no no doubt about it.
3: I think Al-Kadeem Muhammad looked pretty good. He was making he a did. few plays in there.
1: He was playing very you hard. You noticed they were slanting in. Yes, he was playing very hard. And the question I would ask is, why isn't Chad Thomas playing as hard as Alquadin Muhammad? Similar abilities, you know, similar capability to impact the game. I mean, why, why is Chad Thomas not playing as hard as Muhammad? And I would say not even half as hard. After watching the tape yesterday, I, I was I couldn't believe my eyes what I was seeing at, at the way he was loafing out there half the time. I missed the Florida State game. He, this is what he came should have come to Miami for. You know, I don't get it. I mean, he's a talented kid. Who's not reaching him? Somebody's not reaching him and getting it out of him. You still there? You with us? Did we lose you? All right. (laughs) Um, I guess he got disconnected. All right, um, 646-595-2048. Is the number? Let's go out now to the uh, the 305, where you're now live on kane Sport Live. How you doing there, Gary? Hey, doing good. Who's this, Robert? You got it. All right, man. How you doing? Good.
0: Doing all right. You know, just about to form like I thought the game would go. Actually, to be honest, I thought they actually played better than anticipated. I, somehow, they actually made that a close game. I thought it by the by the third quarter, I'd be hitting the off button, but uh, yeah. Despite human error by the coaches, that kind of kept it close. <laughs>
1: yeah, it, it, you know, Florida State really gave them a few breaks there that left them in the game. But uh, when you look at the way things were going in the first half, it's absolutely amazing that they were still in it. Yeah.
6: You
0: know, it's funny, Gary. I mean, I, you know, I probably call, you know, every week or whenever it may be. And the, I don't know, how are people actually shocked at the results that they're seeing on the field and by the coaches? I mean, how is this a shocking... A development for anyone anyone that has watched this team for the last five years has just seen a progression of underachieving By actually do you know what happens to a lot of the players and use an example of that big defensive tackle the kid that's actually praying playing pretty well these kids come in they're young they look like they have a lot of energy and they and they actually get worse as their tender at university of miami goes you know they, they kind of you know Deion Bush showed a lot his freshman year, and you don't see a lot of progression in these kids. or are getting better. They kind of actually get worse. Kendrick I think we were, seeing progression
1: three, from, we were seeing progression from Deion, uh, but he had a tough game the other night.
0: Yeah, but in general, I mean, you have a guy like that, Kendrick Norton. I mean, the kid looks like he, he should be great. In three years, he could be
5: this and that.
0: And then, I mean, hopefully this won't happen, But and it looks like it probably won't. If he stayed under the same staff, there's a good chance that that kid – would plateau and probably not get any better than he is at right now, even though he should be redshirted right now, and I think we probably both agree on that. But whatever that may be, but and I, I, I can't wait I to see to him a
1: year from now when he's really in shape. And I think, how about with really good coaches, maybe?
0: And there's a good chance that probably will happen, or with at least a different change, because I think that he would probably stay around the same as he is now with the same coaching staff. But my feelings on that, we won't get into that. Um, I think I asked you this on the message board, Gary. I've never seen and this let's pretend like they kind of scheme for Dalvin Cook because how can you not? I have never seen in a football game one player just dominate for, and you mentioned uh Donovan McNabb. I mean, that has to be one of the best performances I've ever seen by an individual player in Yeah, I don't think all I could remember another
1: one since that game at Syracuse way back when Mc it was McNabb's last game in the atmosphere and and all that. I, I I couldn't remember it.
0: I think there was an Iron Bowl where uh, where uh, Cam Newton maybe had a similar type game. But, I mean, it, those performances do not happen too often. And <laughs> a defensive coordinator should not have that on his resume to make a kid look that damn good when you have that many good players to scheme against him. Right. Um, what else was I going to say? That being said, Brad Kai had the ball with three minutes left and three timeouts. Dalvin Cook is on the sideline, put it all on the side. We had a long conversation before the season He only had one timeout.
1: Hey, Robert, on the last possession, there was only one timeout. They had used used two.
0: Whatever it may uh, – okay, maybe that's correct. But he had ample – he had three
6: minutes. It
0: was time. It was for a nice two-minute drive, and he could have done whatever he wanted. He He wasn't limited. That's what I'm trying to say. And we had a nice conversation before the season, how everyone was out to make Kaya as the next Ken Dorsey. And I said, please don't do that. Do not do that yet. Because the kid hasn't proven one thing and hasn't won a big game.
1: And he could and have been a hero. Several times.
0: Right. And he basically did basically what I thought he would do. and Not what he thought he would do. What, what this coaching staff has basically taught him to do. And that really was well, kind of falter when the money's on the line. And that's where, he, here's that's the, where the money was on the line.
1: Here's the hmm. issue with Kaya. Let, let's talk about kaya for a minute. Here's the issue with Kaya. Obviously, okay. he, he's an extremely good quarterback. But, you know. Sure. He, Coming out of high school, not very many people recruited him, Okay, and James Coley did a great job identifying him and getting him, and obviously he means the world to this program right, right now, but he is not a finished product by any stretch of the imagination, and without question, he needed a red shirt year. To, to just work on his mechanics and get his development down. And, I mean, you, you see the, the, the different things he needs to progress on, like moving around in the, in the pocket and, and and finding the right passing lanes to throw the football and things like that. And these are the things that all come back to bite him right now because uh, he he really should be a redshirt freshman in the very early stages of his development, and instead he's midway through his sophomore year. And that's the only problem with Brad Kaya right now. I mean, he, you know you're seeing a kid that, that that's that's basically growing up uh under fire and yes way too much is is put on his shoulders right now and expected of him and he's the face of the program trying to carry this team and everything's not right around him the offensive line is abysmal and you know he he would have to be at such a level right now to overcome some of these things that uh I'm not sure it's realistic at this stage of his development so you know, the only thing wrong with Brad Kaya right now is that he's a, he's a sophomore instead of a redshirt freshman. Uh,
0: and I agree with that. And I don't.
1: Think and he's probably growing group... at the rate that he should be growing at. Sure. Well, I mean, I mean, don't know if you noticed, work. but after last week, Robert, we were talking about how Kaya was very robotic and and he wasn't moving mm-hmm. in the pocket in the very in the pocket very well. And obviously, James Coley saw that when he watched the tape because it, it couldn't have been more clear that he had worked on it this week. Because Saturday night, he was making a conscious effort to move around in the pocket and and extend plays and, and, and create better passing lanes for himself. And and that didn't just happen. I mean, he clearly had worked on that during the week, but it wasn't natural to him yet. You could tell he was still thinking a lot about it. And, you know, that'll make a big difference once it becomes natural to him. And, you know, yeah, the offensive linemen were screwing up and not engaging the defensive linemen and letting them bat his passes down. But as a quarterback... <laughs> you got to be aware of that, and you got to move around and create passing lanes for yourself.
0: Right. No, I mean, I, I have to agree with you. I mean, it's, listen, Vegas isn't wrong too often, and when they had that over under a five, you knew, or five and a half, you knew that, every, you know, besides the first two games, which were, I don't want to say layups, but, I mean, you shouldn't lose games like that with that talent. I mean, any game after that is a coin flip, and that's what you'll see, and for anyone to think, that this team's going to run the table or ACC, see FSU in the ACC championship, they a- absolutely need to get their head examined because you are not seeing good product on the field. And it's no surprise to the people that probably know the most about the program. Um, let me just get into just, you know, just future. And I'm just naming, you know, just to name, you know, I always kind of every week I kind of name a, a coach. and I've never really mentioned Cristobal, but let me ask you a question, Gary. W- what is his his specialty? He's never been a coordinator. I know he's an offensive line you know type coach, but do you uh, find that being a problem just if he were to get a head coaching job wherever it may be, or do you think he needs a stepping stone because the next hire here can't be you know some other short than a short and no nothing's a short thing, but you can't the risk has to be mitigated
1: at the, at the least you know he 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 probably could benefit from a stepping stone job. I mean, I don't think there's any question yeah. about that. You know, I think that there's a big difference between the head, being the head coach at FIU and being the head coach at Miami. Uh, but, you know, that's a decision that the administration is going to have to make. I mean, when you ask what he brings, uh, incredible work ethic, incredible passion. He, he, he won't be outworked by anybody in the country. He's a tireless recruiter. Uh, he understands mm-hmm. the importance of good coaching staff. And will go out and get good coaches. I mean, you look at some of the coaches that he had, even at FIU when he was there. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. Coley worked for him at FIU. Um, the Jeff Collins, the the guy that's the defensive coordinator right now at Florida, worked for him at FIU. Uh, Todd Orlando, who's one of the, a, a very well regarded defensive coordinator, uh, I, I believe he's at Utah. I can't remember where he is right now, but he he did get another job. But you know, he worked under Cristobal. Uh, Cristobal understands that you have to have a really good coaching staff to win. And, you know, obviously the three years under Nick Saban uh, have taught him a lot uh, about running a program and intangibles and and things it takes. Um, So, you know, if the administration decided that he was the guy, I mean, would there be a, a little bit of a learning curve? You know, maybe, but, you know, Probably not as much as another guy that might be at that stage of his career, but you know, you make a legitimate point. I mean, would he benefit from getting a job like a Maryland job, or or you know, or maybe a South Florida job, or, or one of those that are going to be open this year? Uh, yeah, you know, in reality, he, he he probably would. But if Miami wants him, they're not going to have that luxury, and that's what the university is going to have to decide.
0: Can I, can I ask you a question: If you were Blake James, so Gary Furman is now Blake James. And you had a, you know, forget you know. Let's look in the future. And you had to pick one, someone to be your head coach. Who would you pick? I know it's not outgoing. Well,
1: I'm going to defer on that one because I haven't I haven't researched all the candidates to the degree that I want to before I start giving opinions on that. Um, but right. what I do, but what I, what I do feel is they they do you know I think they need somebody with experience right now. I think this program is at a critical stage. And, you know, I think you need to get a rock solid football coach that, you know, kind of, I mean, it doesn't have to be a rock star like Jim Harbaugh is, but, you know, somebody who just is is just totally, totally rock solid as a football coach, but also brings all the other things to the table. And and, and that's not an easy order to fill. I mean, you go down all these candidates and we just talked about Cristobal and we could do the same thing about. Guys like Butch Davis, Greg Schiano, you know those kind of names that are being thrown out. You know Gary Peterson. Um, you know pretty much every, every name that you're hearing bandied about. We could sit here and, and dissect and bisect and and come up with pluses and minuses on every single one of them. And, and, you know, that's why I kind of chuckle when people talk about the university spending money and and this and that. You know, there aren't that many guys out there that the university would be justified spending $5 million a year to hire. You know, you're not getting Urban Meyer. You're not getting Jim Harbaugh. You're not getting Nick Saban. You you know,
0: and that type of guy, though, I mean – this university is all – they've never really made that type of hiring. I don't feel like you really need – I mean, right, Miami's not, and Miami's not getting Chip Kelly, and I don't even – I wouldn't even like that fit. If you told me right now Chip Kelly wanted to be the coach of the University of Miami, I don't like the fit. He doesn't know anything about the culture of down here. He'd be walking into a totally different situation, and I don't particularly – wouldn't even want that fit. I think you need a coach that understands how things work in the South Florida area between – because – If you could keep seven out of the ten kids you want home, you're going to win. And you're going to win big. And if you could just have that right culture on defense and and just have pin their ears back kind of like they should be doing, you're going to win. Even look at this team. I mean, this team almost beat – and by the way, I don't even think this FSU team was that great. And I wouldn't be surprised if you see a team like Louisville come in this week with a good defensive coordinator, put a scheme to stop Dalvin Cook and I bet you that's a football game. You can quote me on it now. I'll split the bet with you, fifty-fifty, if you want. No, to, I wouldn't right?
1: to argue with you. I totally agree. Yeah, seven and
0: a half. I mean, that, you know, that team's not going to play great every expected.
1: single game. Yeah, that team was.
0: That Florida State team was a listen. That's a team that's lost a lot of talent to the pros in the in the in the last few years. They re, they're rebuilding. You let a, a kid like Albert Goldston try to lose the game for you. you contain Galvin, Dalvin Cook. And then you, you live the fight and Miami was moving on their defense like water. It was fine. I mean, I think that's gonna be a great game this week.
1: So but, I mean But you know, to get back to your, your point, I, I um I had after the Cincinnati game I ran into Toby Tommy Tuberville, the Cincinnati coach at the airport the next morning and know him relatively well from this when he was here at Miami and uh we sat down, we had time to kill and and I got to spend a good half hour talking to him at the airport, and we talked about everything. He we loved talked about Miami. Well, we talked about the he game loved. the night before. Yeah, you know, right. we talked about, I talked about, you know, different strategical things in the game with him and why Cincinnati did certain things. And, and it, was, it was great for me because I got some really good insight and, and the foundation for a lot of opinions I have. But, you know, we also spoke about the Miami job. And the mm-hmm. point he made, which I totally agreed with, which was very good, is he says as much as anything, the head coach at Miami has to have the respect of the high school the coaches community. yeah the high school coaches in south florida and as you go upward and and outward in the state because he says everything at miami it, it's not about talent because there's so much talent in the state of miami he said it's about evaluation and recruiting and he's and you have to have coaches that are going to be honest with you, that are going to, going to tell you who the good kids are, who the bad kids are, who the kids that learn well, who are the ones that don't learn well and make mental errors all the time and, and, and all the, those different elements. And, and you need to have a relationship with those high school coaches that is so rock solid that they're honest with you and they help you do a good job of evaluation because that's the key to success in Miami. So when you talk about if there's a coaching change, and if they have to go out and find a new coach. If I were Blake James, I would make sure that whoever I'm going to bring in has a pre-existing either reputation or relationship with these South Florida coaches. And that's why you can't ignore Mario Cristobal. Whether he comes in as the head coach or you know whether he potentially comes in as an assistant head coach to somebody like a Rob Chudzinski or somebody like that, um, if you if you, if you would feel he accept like, that position I, huh? I I run these
0: I run these things through my head all the time. Would he accept a position like that? Because he wouldn't be an offensive coordinator
1: with the right with the right person. I think he would, and I you know, I certainly can't speak you for mean, him. But with the right person, wait, would be I think he would do that. Huh? would mean
0: coaching, waiting, kind of something similar, like. Like that, yeah, or, it, or just,
1: even if it didn't, it didn't even have to have the label. You know, d- you know, I don't know. And again, I can't really speak for for Cristobal, but you know, I know not I know that guy. An smart, that's a guy who's hard is I mean, 100% at Miami. Okay, and and I know the, his haters yeah. are gonna will bitch and moan that he left twice now. First time to go to Rutgers. He left, second, he left because
0: he didn't want to work under the buffoons that are there now. He probably walked in and be like, I'm not working under this.
1: These people—they're freaking—they're
0: they're morons. I'm not going to. You'll never—you'll he, never hear
1: him say something like that. Obviously, for obvious reasons. But right, you know, my guess is he wasn't saying no to Nick Saban. Let's put it that way. And you know.
0: God, and good for him, and good for him, and I respect him for that, and I believe that the years he worked under Saban will probably benefit him. Ten for the next thirty years, rather than sitting here working under Al Golden, which would have been a total debacle, which would have set his career back twenty years.
1: I think, yeah, and, and I think people that that don't like him for that reason are wrong. You know, that's not. No. You know, if you think you can get a better coach or whatever, great. But you don't don't disrespect Cristobal for going to Alabama, because 100%. as a career move, it was a very strong career move that anybody with any intelligence would have made. Not to mention the fact that. They're paying them hundreds of thousands of dollars a year more money than Miami would have paid them. Well,
0: my last point is, and you know, uh, this is, uh, um
1: Nat sometimes
0: on the me- he put on the message board the other day that he thought, you know, he kind of had his questioning about Golden, but he thought his recruiting was decent over his tender here. I mean, Gary, do you not remember at the end of last year the the kids that were just abandoning Miami at I the don't doorstep agree that, that were looking I don't agree that for looking
1: other really places? Huh. I think the recruiting's been very average. I wouldn't. Do, I would not agree with him on that. Well, that's. I mean, I.
0: I think so also. I mean, they have kids that were jumping ship at all times last year and the years before that too. Look at Brandon Powell was with, with all you know just yeah, he left here right before signing day. You had that Callaway kid couldn't wait to get out of here. They in Florida basically didn't recruit him till the end. I mean, the kid that went to Texas from Booker T. They wanted him in the worst way. They couldn't even sniff him at the end. I mean, they've been average. I mean, when you're at Miami, you're going to get kids that just want to stay here, regardless. If I was the coach or you were the coach, so I mean, I thought they were average and at best, I didn't think that. I mean, everyone makes Golden out to seem like he's a great recruiter. I mean, he's, I mean, he's, he's all right. And the guy tries. Listen, the guy tries hard, and sometimes you feel bad. It's like kind of like seeing that girl that gets dressed for prom, and she's just not that pretty, but she tries hard. It's kind of like that situation. That's how I I feel.
1: I feel terrible watching all this. I mean, I I I just feel horrible. I mean, the guy is—he's not a bad guy, you know. I mean, but then you sit back
0: and then you were like, "Well, Al, you could have done this. You could have hired a big-time defensive coordinator. You could have hired a big-time defensive line coach. You could have done all these things. You could have brought a better offensive coordinator to kind of help Coley out. You could have done other things, but you didn't. So." I feel bad for you, but yet I don't because you're kind of just killing us. You're self-inflicting yourself. I mean, what are you doing to us?
1: And he's taking us
0: all down with him.
1: Setting the program back years. Yeah, Yeah. it's it's setting the program back more years. I mean, this is year five, and now you're going to have another three years of rebuild. Why
0: is it a three? Why is it a three year rebuild? Why can't it be like
1: the roster's not right?
0: But look at I mean, like a Florida situation, and I'm not saying that they're great. But look, they just kind of they turn, and they'll lose a few games, you know, whatever. But they're going in the SEC, and they were down and out in the SEC, and now they're winning some football games. Like, wh- why can't it be a, a similar situation to that? Why? I mean, it can, it
1: can, it can. But you know, they, I think they I think le- They it's, are It's, le- it's going to take a few years to rebuild the offensive line. I mean. I think the personnel there is very average. I think the defensive line is going to take a few years. I think the linebacker position is going to take a few years, and I think your best defensive backs are going to be leaving soon. Yeah,
0: no, you're, you're, no, you're absolutely you, you right. You're
1: going to you can have to rebuild the defensive back position, and these young kids coming up, you know, I don't, I don't see another Artie Burns or another, you know, I mean, we'll see what Jaquan no. Johnson turns out to be, but right, you know, I, I just think that the roster is not right. So we'll see.
0: Well, hi- hypothetically, this is the last point. Hypothetically,
1: there's no real
0: I, I don't think there when is the right time and this is in college football in general, I'm not pointing out any particular situation. When is the right time for the administration and the A D to fire a coach that they know will not be there next year? And I use the example as Florida with three games left in the season last year said this will be Will Metzchamp's last year at University of Florida. What when did yeah, they,
1: they I thought that was a, thought they that did was that good. because they wanted to begin the search and and I think that yep. if you want to begin the search, I think you have to make that move because it's not respectful to go looking for a new coach while you have one. Uh it's kind right. of mm-hmm. etiquette. So if they want to begin the search in mid-November, uh I I think they might need to consider making a move like that, but I don't personally feel it's necessary. Uh, I, you know, I, I think you can get all your ducks in a row and, and fish out through agents who's interested and who's not, you know, without sending the coach packing with two, three games left in the season. So we'll see how it plays out. Right now, but, 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 right now, Robert, it's true. It's true. I think you've got to live in the moment. They're 3-2, and 0-1 in the ACC. I don't think they can afford to lose another game because of the schedules of the teams that they're competing with for the Coastal. Huh. And, uh, you know... I think if they if they if they drop one or two more, the season's gonna be pretty much over.
0: And, well, I mean, I just remember when they fired Randy Shannon after the South Florida game, there was that the time period in which they didn't have that coach identified, which left to a lot of why they didn't get Teddy Bridgewater and that and that gap of time opened it up for Louisville to come in and put that whole little deal in place. There you know, and I feel like Florida, they identified who they wanted Season ended. They knew who they were hiring. They gave and they put them in, and they let them hit the ground running. I feel it's very important that they don't screw that up. They can not screw it up, you know. It's very and every week is going to. I mean, I mean, we know the yeah, recruiting. I it can't I mean, be
1: a two-week search. It can't. I agree with you. No, by the, by the first week of December, themselves... by December seventh, to me, they need to have a coach in place. Okay, if if, right. if, if, if it gets if it gets to that point. Well, and I you. and I want to I want to keep so that asterisk on it. I, I'm they not fooling fool. myself at all, trust me. But I do think, in fairness, you got to keep an asterisk there because they can still yeah. win the coast. Okay, you want to, What's the Louisville bet? Come on, I'll dial. I'm oh, no, no, you. I don't. I don't no. disagree with you at all. I I don't. I don't think Florida State's going to no. go, un, uh, go undefeated. Yeah. No. So right. You got it. All right, man. All right, Gary. I'll see hey, you thanks soon. as always for being part of the show. You got it. All right, it. six four, four six. Five nine five two zero four eight, six four six five nine five two zero four eight. Hit the number one if you want to come on the show. Let's go to the nine one seven. You're now live on Kane Sport Live.
2: Hey Gary, what's up, BK Hurricane?
1: What's up, BK? How you doing this week? What's going on? Doing good, doing good. Hey Gary. good
2: question. Um you know, a few weeks ago, you know when the when the coaching topic was hot. You said, uh, you don't know what kind of message it would send? You fire coach middle of the season? Shots fired, Gary. (laughs) What'd you say? Maryland got rid of their coach middle of the year.
1: Yeah, what's it doing for them? What's it going to do for them?
2: Well, they're saying they're swinging for the fences on the next coaching hire.
1: Okay, great. But what's firing Randy Ansel now going to do for them? How's that going to change them swinging for the fences? Who are they swinging for the fences? it gives them a head start. It gives them a head start. I don't buy it. I don't don't think so. I don't agree, no. I don't think I don't think firing Etzel now is gonna impact who they hire one bit.
2: So you mean to tell me if they come out with a big time hire like I'm just throwing out Butch Davis. You don't think Butch Davis hitting South Florida by storm will affect? You he can, know
1: he can't do it till December. Recruiting anyway? class now? He can't do it till December. Well, they're not gonna have we got gonna
2: kids make. knowing that Butch Davis is coming. You know, it's, it, sets, it sends a message. You know, it sends out a message. Oh, shoot, they're not playing around.
1: All right, here's what I'll say to you. If they fired him now so that they can announce this week that Butch Davis is their next coach,
2: okay. I mean, that was just an example. That was just an example.
1: I'll buy it, but I don't think that's what's going to happen.
2: No, 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 no. I'm not I, saying that I, it would I, be I, Butch Davis. I,
1: you got to wait someone... until till the end of the season to really know to what you're, well, to know what you're, right, pool exactly. exactly. To know who's exactly. available, to know who's available to you. Right, How do you make I a understand. decision on who you're going to hire as a head coach without knowing who's in the pool?
2: Well, maybe they had a pool already established. Maybe they had a, a watch committee. Okay, these are the kind of if you're going to fire Edsel, you need to be talking to these guys.
1: Okay, but you don't need to fire specific a specific guy unless you're going to name the coach, the new coach now. There's no need for that.
2: Well, maybe they figured if they fired them at the end of the year, like the caller before said, it, it may impact recruiting. So if you put a big name out there now, it may help with, with recruiting down the line.
1: Uh, you don't see too many people hire their coaches at this time of the year. I mean,
2: I, I'm not saying. I, I mean, well, but, they, you know, they, they, you don't see do it it's the first time for everything.
1: I'll agree with you if they do it, but I don't anticipate well, it.
2: I mean, it's a I mean, like perfect example. USC. I mean, I'm pretty sure USC is going to try to get you know the quote unquote the best coach they probably could get. You yeah, know, that was,
1: they had a fire. They bringing the right guy. The, the guy. The guy was drunk. I mean, they had to fire him. Right, right. <laughs> the guy was, the guy was yeah, drunk. <laughs> yeah, they went. They went to fire him if it weren't for his drinking problems.
2: Right. Well, and then all right, but the um. Are more and more coaching jobs are you know like you know, there's going to be plenty of coaching jobs opening up at the end of the year. There's three so far right now: uh, South Carolina, USC, and Maryland. And two of them are pretty big time schools, I would say USC and South Carolina. So, do you think maybe by the time if if Miami gets around to firing Al Golden, like what you know what would their pool look like? You know, like you know what would their coaching pool look like?
1: I, I think they're going to have a massive pool. I, I think I think it, there's going to be people lining up for this job. I really do, and I, maybe I'll be proven wrong. But I think it's a very appealing job now. And I mean, I'm you know, pretty
3: sure you're right. I'm pretty sure you're right. But I'm just, you know,
7: I'm just a little concerned. Like, you know, I mean, like, you know, every day people are putting a
2: new, oh, uh, head coaching quote unquote candidate on the board. And it's like, wow! You know, I could see those guys not waiting around. You know, if a South Carolina job comes up, SEC country, you know, they, they might jump. They might not wait around for Miami, USC. He, they're not. He's not going to wait around for Miami. You know what I'm saying? Those are big two. Those are two big time jobs.
1: But I think the pool is going to be very big. I really do. I think there's going to be a lot of people interested in the job, and uh, the key is going to be that whoever's doing the hiring does their homework and 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 really is very thorough. But they have to move fast at the same time.
2: Right. And just based off of you know, I was listening just a little while ago. You said you were having a conversation with Tommy Tuberville. Just based off of. Off of what he mentioned, that I think that goes to say that I think uh Cristobal would be a pretty good hire because he is in tune with, you know, the coaches. He brings a the, lot of
1: qualities a, that you want. Yeah, you know, right. It's just a the, matter but, of
2: him putting like, a good coaching staff together.
1: Yeah, he brings a lot of qualities that you would want. Uh, the mm-hmm. only negative would be, you know, probably experience. experience as a head coach at the top level. But mm-hmm. you know, he brings a lot of qualities that you'd be looking I mean,
2: for? I mean, I'm at the point now where I like. I feel bad for Al Golden. You know, I, I mean, I I personally, I think he's a pretty good dude. You know what I'm saying? I think he's a pretty good dude. But I think that if he would, just would have just put together that coaching staff, you know, we're close. You know, we're, we're just close.
1: He didn't make, see the changes, the field. didn't make the changes he needed to make and never should have let Blake James allow Mario Cristobal to leave,
2: or maybe Mario Cristobal wanted to leave. He saw it as a career opportunity.
1: Well, you know, but they, maybe it wasn't about the money. Maybe it was about—I mean, I'm pretty sure the money
2: had a lot to do with it. But if you had the chance to work hey, into Nick Saban,
1: still a half a million bucks a year, and that's how much more Alabama's paying him. So,
2: yeah, but then again, and it's also Nick Saban. You know, what I'm saying that—that's invaluable. That experience is invaluable.
1: Yep, no doubt. You
2: know, I'm thinking he would have left for the same amount of money. He said, you mean to tell me I get a chance to polish my coaching
1: field yeah, with Nick
2: Saban? You know, I might. I, you know, like, it will be something to consider because he's still a very young guy. He's
1: well, got a long career ahead of him. I can't speak for him, but I do know how much passion that guy has for Miami, and mm-hmm. I have to believe that if they stepped up to the plate financially, that he would have stayed. Okay. All right, Gary, last
5: question. I want to give everybody a chance. Um, you know, you Speaking of coaching candidates, right, you know, one hot
2: name that's coming up now is Kyle Whittingham. Do you think he'd be a good coach in?
1: Don't, know, know, don't know enough about him. Uh, obviously, he's having enormous success at Utah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know how much he's recruited in South Florida. I don't know. Right. You know, I'd have to do a lot more research on him. I, I don't really have an opinion on him one way or the other. But, but what about not, Chris
2: Peterson, Boise's old coach?
1: Say, I mean, you know, the, the thing you He's can't a pretty assume. good coach, a young guy, too. Yeah, no, obviously, he's, he's another one that that's done a great job. Gary Peterson's done a great job. There's several guys out there that have I had... I don't like the Gary Peterson hire at all. Because it took no, him over 10 opinion, years to do what he's there's doing there's at TCU. No there's that that makes him a good fit at Miami. You know, there's... there's yeah. So, you really got to do your homework. You know, Sam Jankovic made great hires here, okay? And he, and, he, and he obviously hit a grand slam with Jimmy Johnson. But... Right. Dennis Erickson, who very who could, very much could be compared to some of these guys you're mentioning, like Whittingham and and um the, and you know and, and some of the others. Dennis Erickson really wasn't a great hire. I mean, and I know he won two national titles here because he was so great much, he had you know he was so handed the keys to a Ferrari yeah.
7: and he did just enough not Correct.
1: to crash it. But the same thing happened to Dennis Erickson. that happened to Larry Coker.
8: Once yeah.
1: that a lot of that talent left. And he had to stand on his own two feet. The program went down. And right. so, you know, you really got to do your homework on these guys. This is a unique program. This isn't like yeah. – it's not like Boise. It's not like TCU. This is a unique program, and it takes unique qualities to to be able to be successful here. Already? righty?
2: Well, I'm hoping, they, I'm
5: hoping they bring in the right guy, so I'm just hoping – that Al Golden could do enough to save his career at this point, you know? Because I feel bad for the guy. I'm just hoping he could do something to
1: save his career. I
2: mean, not
5: not at Miami, but at, you know, his future coaching
2: career.
1: Well, right right now, it's it, the resume's taking a big hit, so we'll see what happens. It's you not know. looking good. <laughs> I all
2: right, mean, Gary, thanks well,
1: a lot. And when you, when you show up in, on national TV and you go up 358 yards in the first half, yeah. it doesn't help the situation. I mean, he's a nice right, guy. I he's just the
5: want same to see him land on his feet, just not here.
1: He's a very good guy. I mean, he yeah. really is. And I know some people like him and do, some people don't like him like anybody else. You know, every all of us have our detractors, uh, but... You know, at the core, I think he's good people, and and uh, you know, he maybe just a little in over his head at Miami, and I yeah. don't think he, you can't hate the guy for that. So
5: no, I can't hate him, but eh, you know, it All is right, what okay. it is. All right, Gary, thanks a
1: Thank, th- lot. Th- thanks, for being part of the show. Okay. All right, six four six five nine five two zero four eight. Hit the number one if you want to come on the show. Let's go out to three we' seven. You're now live on King Sport Live.
2: Gary, yeah, what's up, man? This is Kwame.
1: What's up, Kwame? How you doing this week?
2: Didn't I tell you it was going to be a one-game season? Yes, you did. Yep. And, you know, I I just want Canes fans to rejoice. It's a win-win. You know, either we were going to win the Coastal and get to the ACC championship game for the first time, which is shocking, or we were going to get a new coach. And uh, I, I'm of the opinion... Uh, uh like you, Gary, I think this is going to be a very attractive job. Uh, it, I mean, from a facility standpoint, I mean, Miami's never been the best. But at least they can show the kids around the campus now. I mean, you know, back in the day, you, you couldn't take them around that much. There was nothing to see, you know, for the most part.
1: The campus campus is better than it's ever been. The football facilities are better than they've ever been. They're building a sports medicine complex to look out for the players' health right next to the practice field, Um, working on an indoor practice facility. Coaches are being paid more than they've ever ever been paid at Miami. I think it's going to be very, very appealing.
2: Very appealing. Very appealing for a head coach. It's just a a matter of who they hire uh, and, and those assistants. You know, so I, I I think we have to ride this out. You know, the, obviously the coaching staff has gambled and lost, in my opinion. I, for instance, if, with this offense of Ryan, we've been talking about their struggles. You know, they had a chance to go pick up this. I mean, granted, he was a questionable kid, but he's a good kid. Got caught up in a, a, a sort of a shaky situation. With that kid out of Florida State, Ira Denson. I I could use him at left or right guard right now, particularly Alex Gall's place, but they chose not to pick him up. You know, a couple of guys they've whiffed on when it comes to guessing, you know, and and talent evaluation because, you know, some of these guys are just not panning out. And and, and then you see other guys like Thurston Armbruster, who's got eight tackles in the game on on Sunday, and I'm just like, you know, (laughs) what? What's going on here? You have all of this talent that you have on the roster, uh, supposedly, and you're not making the best of their strengths. I mean, Tyreek McCord, God bless his heart, you know, he reminds me of that kid from West Virginia, you know, who's playing for the Seattle Seahawks right now. I can't think of his name, but he is a rush end. You know, you, you don't take away from what his strengths are, and, it, and they don't put their best players in a position to win. And, and that's their Achilles heel, man. So I'm I, I, I'm I'm very much looking forward to to the end of the season. I'm already I'm already there now. I'm contemplating in my head, you know, who could we possibly get? You know, I would love to steal that kid Chaffetz from uh, Texas A and M and Orgeron and get those two guys together. You can't you can't
1: bring somebody in who's never been a head coach.
2: Oh no no no! I'm talking about. Um, I would love to get Chavis as a coordinator. I, I'm all in for crystal ball. I am all in for crystal ball. I want I, I to proclaim it now. I'm on the draft Mario campaign
3: because
2: huh. I I think, like, you know, I, I think he can be Al Golden 2.0, uh, but instead of, you know, not making, you know, correct hires like Al Golden has with his assistants and bringing Dan, Dan, Dan the whole temple staff to Miami, um, He's, he's yeah, this stuff would not right be flying if assistants. he were the head
1: coach. That, I could say, with very much confidence.
2: That's right. I mean, he's going to have quality assistants. I I, I want to see the Ed Orgerons come back home, you know? I want to see, you know, so, some of these um, top notch assistants who I hear bandied about start using that, like, the, you know, the guy, Robinson, who's at um, Auburn now, who's a DB coach at Florida, I want to see him in Miami because he's actually from Miami from my understanding. Yeah. The DB, former DB coach from Florida. I want to see like top notch assistants who can recruit the area, you know, who who can lock these kids down. We don't have that right now. And if it, it, we sound like a broken record, I mean, Gary, I lost $200 on this game. I I was foolish enough to to bet my money on, change with this program and um i came up short but i'm I'm man enough to admit that but I'm, i'm happy because i know i know this was it for him there's no way in god's green earth i don't care what he does for the rest of the season what ad in history has let a coach stay on staff who's lost to the arch rival for five years in a row you can't name one. Butch
1: yet. da I think Butch Davis lost the first five times.
2: The first five times in a row to Florida State?
1: Pretty sure. Yeah.
2: Are you kidding me? No.
1: Nope.
2: Butch Davis lost five years in a row to Florida State. I, I got I'd, uh, I'd, I'd have
1: to I'd have to double check that, but I believe that's true.
2: From ninety seven to
1: two thousand? Yeah, let me see. I'll pull it out. Go ahead. Keep talking. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look it up right now if I can. Cause, he, what, 'Cause
2: Butch Davis gotten here, what, 96,
1: 95, 96?
2: ninety six? 96? six? Ninety five. Ninety five to two thousand? Yeah. So that's five years
1: in a row. I'm I'm gonna look it up. Go ahead. Keep talking. What else you got anything else you wanna say?
2: You know, I I I just I really don't. I mean, it, we sound like broken records on here. It's, it's more so like a venting hour right now because I, I think for a lot of us, this season is a, sort of just like ho-hum right now. Like, <laughs> I, I'm actually going to the game this weekend, believe it or not. I'm going willing? to the game again. This I am. I'm, go, I'm going down to my – this is the first time I've gone to Miami game in Miami since 2003. So, I was actually – Actually, I went to the old Orange Bowl, um, but uh, I've never been to Sun Life. This is going to be, you know, an experience for me.
1: Okay, I, I'm I'm correct on that, Kwame. Five years in a row. Correct.
2: Well, well let me ask you this, because now I'm, I'm sort of dumbfounded by that. Um, what happened in... Uh, during that era, to make that particular AD keep Butch on, I mean, I, I, I guess he saw the change in recruiting. For
1: well, long. you got to remember they had the probation in the middle of Butch's tenure, instead mm-hmm. of at the beginning. So that you know that was a factor, and you could see the program getting better and better. You know that you you could see the progression.
2: I don't. You can't see that here.
1: I guess that's maybe the difference. You can't. I, I, yeah. we,
2: we don't seem to be progressing. I think he did a good job landing Kaya, but you know, I don't think uh he's landed enough impact players to really make a difference. And he hasn't been able to cover that up with his scheme, so.
1: Well, you know, it's but, it's it's funny because I just see so many things like, you know, I remember when they named Kaya the starting quarterback out of the gate last year that we talked on this show and I said it was a mistake. You know, I I you got to give young quarterbacks time to develop. You can't just throw them out there like that. And they had a kid uh Jake Heaps who had played a lot of college football and they could have put him in there and gone six and seven last year. It wouldn't have made a difference and and, you know, Ryan Williams got healthy as the year went on and there was a lot of support on the team for Ryan Williams. So, you know, even though you know, Kaya's had moments and, and, and things like that, now you're sitting here with a kid who's seventeen games into his college career who hasn't really beaten anybody yet. And he hasn't been allowed to grow at the right pace. And, you know, there's quarterbacks out there, the guys that were the top-rated quarterbacks in the country that went to other programs who aren't even close to seeing the field yet in, in their first two years. You know, so That's very true. now that doesn't mean a freshman quarterback can't be successful, but ideally, unless a kid's really far along, they need a couple years to to really well,
6: develop before
2: I, I, they're know, I ready. Can't, I can't, Gary, I can't really say that about this kid, Chai. I mean, he went to the Lions then. And granted, he came up short, but he had a hell of a ball game.
6: And, yeah, he, did. Uh,
2: he he And he did it under direct. I mean, God help hit this college football if this kid had an offensive line that could actually pass protect.
1: Because yeah, because I, I, mean, I like, a I like, like this game. James Coley's got yeah. a nice scheme going now, and uh, you've got running backs, you've got tight ends, receivers. I mean, they have, they have good talent on offense. so They really you know, do. Yeah. All right, hey, let me let some other people get on take care thanks for for being part of the show all right guys before we march on um i got to tell you ever since i started using harry's uh razors about three weeks ago now when it when it showed up at my front door i've been waking up to a better shave and waking up to the realization that you're paying arm and a leg for razor blades harrys.com was started by two guys who are passionate about creating a better shaving experience for all of us guys out here. And for listeners to Cane Sport Live, they want you to be able to experience it too and see what they're all about. So they're going to give you um, $5 off your first purchase of a starter set with the coupon code CANES, C-A-N-E-S. After entering the code CANES at checkout, you can get Harry's starter set for just $10 that's a month's worth of shaving for just $10 with the code name Canes at checkout. Harry's Starter Set is a month's worth of shaving and comes with a razor, three of Harry's high-quality German-engineered blades, and a bottle of shaving cream, all shipped straight to your door for free. Harry's.com delivers a superior shave for an incredible price. Harry's bought a razor factory in Germany that has been crafting some of the world's highest quality blades for almost a century. By cutting out the middleman, Harry's offers an amazing uh, shave at a fraction of the price of the blades that you go buy in the drugstore. Shipping's free, and the blades go right from their German factory straight to your door at factory direct prices. Say goodbye to choosing between expensive brands or cheap disposables... And say hello to Harry's. High quality blades at a price that you'll love. So go to harrys.com right now. Enter the Canes Sport Live codename, Canes, C-A-N-E-S, at checkout. And you'll get $5 off your first purchase, a month's worth of shaving, for just $10 with the codename Canes at checkout. That's harrys.com, codename Canes. All right, moving on with the show. Um, let's go now to... The two four zero, where you're now live on kane Sport Live.
2: <clears throat> Gary, what's up, my man? This is D Black.
1: Hey, what's up, D Black? How you doing this week?
2: I'm good. I'm good. You know, I was up to like two three in the morning on Saturday night watching that watching that Florida State Miami game. <laughs>
1: well, you know, a lot of you, you've picked up a lot of fans this year here on Kane Sport Live. So I'm going to give you the floor now and tell us what you thought.
2: Um. Gary, that game could have been it could have been like thirty seven or three easily. Florida State made a couple a couple boneheaded plays. Um, for the life of me I don't understand why Deion Bush and you learn this even playing from Pop Warner or Optimus, what they call it down in, in, in the in the Dane County area. If you're running an option and if the defense is the response if the defense of responsibility is the quarterback, you know, corner safety or linebacker has to pitch man. So I don't know how they run it in their scheme. So, I, but I'm, I'm, I guess I'm assuming that Deion Bush was supposed to take pitch man.
1: Yeah, why you're you're, su- you're assuming correct.
2: Is that why he didn't take the pitch man. It, no, he was me.
1: supposed to go. He was supposed <laughs> to take the pitch man. He messed up.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I said why he didn't take him is beyond me. I just, I, I just don't understand. And my thing is on defense. I know they're gonna. I I know they're gonna give Dalvin Cook the ball because he can tote the mail. He dots that eye. He anybody that plays football, they know the saying. He can dot the eye. So I'm putting eight nine guys in the box, and we've known, Everett ghost since his whole career. He's been a, he's been a turnover machine. So yo, let's line up man to man on the edges, eight nine in the box, and make him beat us. If he if he beats us with his arm, you know what? As a defensive coordinator, you're supposed to say, I'm going to live with that. And if you can hold Dalvin Cook to maybe 100 yards, you live with that. But Dalvin Cook shredded us for 222 yards or 22 carries. Do you uh, do you know we in the past four games, Gary, we average, we give up a total of 318 uh, yards just in the first half, just in – you know, the first half. Do you know that's more yards we've given up in 10 years? Since 2001 to 2010, that's more yards we've given up a whole game. In a whole game. From 2001 to 2010, we averaged almost like 298 or 300 for a game.
1: I know. I
2: know. <laughs> and these dudes are averaging 318 and a half. So, c- come on, Gary. <laughs> Now, I'm sitting
1: and I'm watching again. I mean, it's it's <laughs> unbelievable. I mean, it, it
2: it is unbelievable, Gary. And it's like, you know, and they, and they, and they're all college players. And, and let me make this clear, first and foremost, because you hear you see a lot of people on the message board, and they're coming down on the fans because they think, you know, we're not for the children. Let me make this. Let me make this first and foremost. I absolutely stand and ride with those young men. And I feel sorry for those young men. And watching that game Saturday night and seeing Jamal Carter and a couple of them other uh, young young men sit on that bench after that game was over and the look they had on their face, I felt bad for them. Because they laid it out on the line only to have their coaches not bring it home for them and put them in the right position to make plays and to win this game. I felt bad for him. So do I want a new coach? Yes, I do. But do I want the players to go through what they're going through? No, I don't. I don't want that for them. I don't want that for my beloved university that I love since 85. But the proof, it is what it is, Gary. Like, like you know, like, like Denzel said in the Equalizer, you got to be who you are in this world. Right now, that's what they are. Al Golden and his merry band of men—that's what they are. Very, very, very subpar. And I'm not gonna say all of them because the Titans' coach, I feel, is very well. James Coley has his moments, and I feel Ice Harris has done a good job with the running backs, and mainly the defensive side. You know, the defensive line—I'm still looking. I'm still looking for the D line. I, I put the whole D line on milk Carter. When you find them. There's a reward. Anybody that could find the D lineman, there's a reward. They're missing, except for number seven. But I agree with you, Gary. He should be red shirted. He should be. He shouldn't even be. Playing. It just
1: would have been in his best interests. You know. He. But. But I will admit. And I. And I went to said this in training camp because I went to believed it. But he. He is the best defensive lineman on the team right now.
2: And you. And you can see that just watching. And, and, and a caller made a good point. That I was noticing when I was watching it, because when I was watching the film, and you know, on the weekends I let my sons stay up a little later, so we was watching the film, and they were talking. My, my oldest son was talking about Tracy Howard. Mind you, my old, my oldest son is only nine years old, and he was like, "Daddy, why isn't he looking for the ball?" I said, "What are you talking about?" Because I wasn't looking. He said, "Look, remind me." He said, "He's not looking for the ball, Daddy. He's playing looking lean technique, but he's not looking for the ball." Gary, yeah, this is a nine-year-old. And we're talking about a five-star recruit. Come come on, Gary. I mean, really? Yo, two plus two is always four, no matter where you are in the world, Gary. No matter if you're here, if you're in Africa, you're in Asia, South America, two plus two is always four. And I say that to say Paul Williams is a, is a terrible coach. And that's why a lot of the South Florida high school coaches don't like him.
1: Well, you know, when you you see your best defensive back, Deion Bush, make a mental mistake like that on the first series of the game, it it just makes you wonder how well prepared he is.
2: Exactly. Exactly. Exactly, Gary. And it goes back to what we were talking about coming up the Cincinnati game. How are you not prepared for a team when you had a bye week and you look like that? And
1: then it's like, Well when you give up let me tell you, when you I think you would agree when you give up three hundred and fifty eight yards in the first half, you're not prepared.
6: They're not that bad. I mean
1: I mean listen, I'll I'll agree with it. Anybody wants to make the argument that the roster is not complete, no argument for me at all. Okay? But they're nowhere near they're not three hundred and fifty eight yards and one half bad.
2: No, Gary, that's almost four hundred yards and a half. I know. That is that is ridiculous. It it almost seems to me going going into the Florida State game that that staff was believing the hype that Dalvin Cook wasn't gonna play. It it, it almost seemed like they let they, they let they hear it on like whew, I'm glad we don't gotta face him until they get there and they see him warming up and they see oh shit excuse my friends oh he's playing so now we gotta go in here and try to come up with a scheme to stop him because we really didn't practice for him all week. That's what it seems like, Gary. I mean I'm watching this film and I'm like I'm like, yo, it's just like the floodgate is open. Like Mount more? Like yep. just war it's just he was just shredding us. Ten yards to carry. Twenty two carries for two hundred and twenty two yards, Gary.
1: Yeah, it was, on, it, was, it was it was really unbelievable. All right, you got any other any other points you want to make this week?
2: Um, it was something I wanted to point out. Somebody said something. Oh, in two thousand, Kwame, two thousand, Bush Davis. That's when we finally beat Florida State in two thousand yep. with the drive. He
1: lost the first with five. The drive.
2: Exactly with the drive. So you know, but oh, this is what I want to say. This is what I want to say, Gary. And that I'm out of here because I know you got other callers I want to be uh, get on. Um, I was listening to a radio show, and Damian Lewis was on there. And he was talking about, he was saying, you know, you got to take the good with the bad. If you're not winning, you know, if you're winning, you're the best coach in the world. But if you're losing, you gotta you got to accept that criticism as well. He's talking about Golden. And he said, everybody talks about the cloud, the cloud, the cloud, but no sanctions ever happened. He said, but when he was there, there were sanctions, major sanctions. But they had the the right people to lead the organization. They had a coaching staff that really buckered down and knew how to evaluate talent and and get the players in the right position. That's all we need here. And I'm a, I'm gonna stamp that with, with you and a couple other people with the Martin Chrisball thing. I think he'd be the right guy for the job. Um, uh, Gary, I'll talk to you at, uh, next Tuesday. See how this Virginia Tech game goes. I really don't know how it's going to go because our defense is just that bad. They may, look, they may have this quarterback looking like Michael Vick out there. <laughs> I, I, you, just, you just don't know. They, well,
1: but keep you your whole and I appreciate They should it. win this game without question, but you're absolutely right. You can't predict anything with this team because of all those factors. All right, man. Hey, thank you, as always, for being part of the show. All right. All right, 646-595-2048 six four six five nine five two zero four is the number. If you want to come on the show, remember all you gotta do, hit the number one. It'll let us know. Let's go out to the five six one now, where you're now live on Kane Sport Lives.
2: Hey, what's up Gag? Uh,
1: what's Scooter from West Palm. Hey what's up Scooter? What you Scooter. got for us? Oh man. A lot of negativity on here. Uh. I know man. I I thought I didn't think we were ready for <laughs> yeah. therapy but I think we are. <laughs>
4: yeah,
9: I mean, um, the thing that these guys got to
5: understand is, you know, uh, he came in to all this un- unknowing. Like, he didn't know about the cloud. He didn't know about all the the sanctions.
8: And, I mean, he needs time to get this thing together. You know, uh,
1: you know I, I, that's, that's I, I, would, I would be in total agreement with you if uh-huh. they weren't walking out there this year doing the exact same things that they've done every other year. I mean, <laughs> this is beyond needing time. I, you know, this, is, this, this, this this has become – you know, when you're giving up 358 yards and, and it wasn't – you know, for the third time this year, over 300 yards and a half, I mean, everybody everybody knew that the, that the defensive staff has had a lot of problems for several years now and didn't make any changes. And then this year – Jethro Franklin left, the opportunity to make change fell right in his lap. And, and I, you know, he he could have used that opening to bring in a, a, new, co- a new coordinator and, and, and bring in, you know, call him a co-coordinator if you want to save face for Coach D. Coach D needs help. I mean, he can't do this himself. I mean, he might be a good guy and a good football coach in a different role, but it, he can't do this Miami defensive coordinator thing himself. And, you know, now, you know, you're sitting here and everybody kind of predicted it and expected it and and, and knew that this was going to probably be the last year. But this is more than a one-year problem. These decisions that have been made and are continuing to be made are setting this program back, you know, way more than just this year, in my opinion. Well, this is
5: the thing with, with Coach D, all right? Coach
1: D, his philosophy...
9: Is uh, you can't be as aggressive as he is on defense. You gotta give a little cushion. You don't have to blitz all the time. You know, uh,
1: I grew up watching. You think you think know, Penn State wait, wait! You What's think that? he's aggressive on defense?
9: Well, he's getting burned. I mean, look, Dalvin Cook's uh, burning them
1: up. You I would play. argue they're getting burned because they're not aggressive <laughs> enough.
2: Well, if you if you if you push
1: your safeties back.
2: If you, push, if you tell the D-line to play their positions to keep their, uh, you know, the gap integrity,
9: then he's not going to have all these big lanes to run in. You've got you to gotta go back to like a Jim Trestle type of, you know, uh, these defenses are stout. You've got to go bend, don't break. You'll give up seven yards, you'll give up maybe five yards, but you're not going to let Dalvin Cook thrash you for touchdowns.
1: Hey, I, you, you know, that's one guy, All right. uh, uh, wait, time out. That's uh, one philosophy. Okay, bend but not break. Bend, but that's but that's not working here. Okay, and you well, can go the other he, way. The other philosophy is Wait, time out, time out. You, the other option is you be aggressive. You make things happen, and by doing so, you cover up for a lot of the mistakes that you're gonna make during during games. I mean, these are 19 year old kids making split second decisions. I mean, Deion Bush is a good football player. I think he's going to play in the National Football League. The other night, he had to make a split-second decision. Do I go for Golson or do I go for Dalvin Cook? And he blew it. He made the wrong one. And kids are going to, these kids are going to do that, even when they're good players. But if you're, if you're sending guys into the backfield and you're blitzing and you're doing things to wreak havoc, you're going to cover up for a lot of those mistakes.
2: Well, you're kind of contradicting yourself there.
9: I mean, we're oh, getting trash big yards. You're, you're telling them to act reckless and, and do these crazy things. Those they
1: had, they were conservative. Comes, and got three fifty-eight. You got be
9: conservative, Gary. You gotta. You, you no. can't be too aggressive with these play calls.
1: You gotta. You gotta be able to pump the ball. I, cause I, 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 I don't. I don't see conservative working at any level of football. The offenses are too good. You can't Have you just... seen
4: old
9: school penn state football you know jim russell he beat he
2: beat
1: our teams in in two thousand and six not he you talking about in the national title you game?
2: For, for, you play field position
1: you got to get back on um, If you're talking That's... about Jim, jim Russell in the national championship game they beat us by doing a great job coaching on the defensive side, and yeah. they had some they had some really good schemes <laughs> up front that that Miami was never able to adjust to that entire game. And, it, and it, it crippled the offense, and that's why Ohio State won that game. Not to mention the fact that that official Terry Porter, you know, obviously, you know, had it out for the Canes.
5: Yeah, he had it out. Hey, listen, you, you have no—I mean, nobody can really understand what this man had to go through. He came in. Nobody—you got to admit—it wasn't fair what happened to him when he came in here. He needs at least two, three
9: more years just to get away from the cloud. And you know all these recruits are not coming here
1: well, because uh, of they the, don't
9: know what's going on you're part of, with sanctions.
1: You're, you're part it's of not the fair. Listen,
9: it's not fair for Golden. You know, he wasn't given a fair shot. He needs more time. And this team and, and is there a aren't young people team. That
1: feel that way. And you know, I didn't have any. I personally, I didn't have any problem at all with him getting a fifth year this year. Not because he needs I'm another on, two
9: or three years just to just to sort of get the, just to, and then it will be his like first this. year.
1: You don't then understand then really every see. one of these seasons is setting this program back another two. You can't keep going on like this. You well, can't. listen.
2: If
0: you we win the Coastal, we have an opportunity. In
1: America, under the same circumstances, will be rolling out there and giving the opponent 300 yards in the first half every week. I mean, those listen. are deficiencies. You can't. You can't run a program like that. What about winning the Coastal? Winning if the Coastal he, will if, be a historic if win for us. We, if since we've been
9: Coastal, in the ACC, we have not been able to win the Coastal. It is within his grasp this year to win the
1: Coastal, Coastal. It will be a
9: milestone if he, he, he wins. win. That's six. our focus right now.
1: He will get year six. And, and, if he wins and, the Coastal. And, and will deserve to have yeah. years if he wins the Coastal. You're right.
9: He deserves. And then finally he'll shake some of the, the shadows of the cloud. And you know what? When you win the Coastal brick by brick, man, you start to build. And all, all these guys who want these big-time recruits, you know, they want the, the five stars and Dalvin Cooks. Listen, you give me a good two-star guy, it doesn't even have to be any star. As long as they believe in the program, that's the most important. You don't need uh, these elite,
2: you know, all these Come five, on, you're, the you're rival ladies. A,
1: you're being delusional. Come on. I mean, you can't just fill this a Miami football team with two-star recruits. I mean, there's no way. You can't do it. You look can look have one. Look at the one, teams that are doing it. You can have one, maybe two that you, that look you think what he did, did at Temple. Develop. Come on, this is. Uh, see, you're you're just purposely trying to make an argument. All right, hey, listen, thank you for being part of the show. Yeah, come on, yeah, look what he did at Temple. I mean, you can't. <laughs> all right, I'll, I'll I'll stop there. Let's go out to the nine seven three. You're now live on Cain Sport Live. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I couldn't take it anymore. You know, I it's good that we had a positive call. I, I'm all for that. And I yes. and I'll agree. I will agree with him that if that if Miami wins the Coastal this year, that Al Golden deserves year six. No argument over there. Well, come listen, on, man, you can't feel the Me rock and rock like
2: star. me and like a thousand of us right now is laughing our behinds off. Oh and, my! This, let me say you, something, man. You're that's feel that's like his cool
1: cousin. Star players and look at what look at how it worked at Temple. Come on,
2: listen. Right. That's his cousin. That's his cousin. Um, that's somebody in the relative. You could tell he's related. Somehow he has, a, he has a dog in the fight there somewhere. So that's fine. Hey, I think, listen. I,
1: listen, you know, people accuse me of defending Al Golden. I mean, I, I, but, I but like that, Al Golden. I, I, it,
2: I don't I even want to be successful. Yeah, You can't even tell me you recognize who that guy is.
1: This, he no, has to be
2: a first-time caller, and he came in just to stir the pot up, yeah, have all to, of us saying... Who is that guy? He had I, me. I was giggling, and I went from giggling to an outburst of laughter. Yeah, I, I mean, I, he I sounded think. like he was – I was wondering, like, is this, am I, did I miss years? Did I go back in a couple of years? This was, like, a couple of years for I expect that two years ago when he was skipping more time. He needs two or three more years. I said, this guy got a call.
1: Yeah, and crazy. So we follow let's get, behind let's, him. Uh, let's get to your call. Who's this?
2: Yeah, I don't want to follow behind it. But anyway, I got, you know – I've you been, you know, every time I talk to you, I have a list. I have a list.
1: Come You gotta introduce yourself. Who are you?
2: I'm Ross Jersey. All
1: right, Ross. Go yeah.
2: ahead. Uh, hey, you know, I got, I got a list. Very, very important. Give me a little bit of time, cause what I want, I want to make some serious points. Right, don't take points.
1: too much though, I I
2: won't. Guys... I will But I want. I know. That, I know the callers will agree with me on a certain certain parts. i You. You do a good job of following the game and really looking at certain things. Think about this, Eric. Towards the end of the, set, the half, right before the half, I think we putted the ball to him. And the guy, he fumbled. He, he a cast, but he fumbled it. Whoever came and stood over him didn't touch him at all. Did, didn't make an aggressive move to try to get in the ball at all. That tells me right there the temperament and the whole entire team that time. They have no aggressiveness in their bodies. The, did you remember that play? It was right before the half. He kicked the ball back to him. The guy gave him like a fair cash
10: and he fumbled.
1: Yeah, it was it. It, it was Jesus Wilson. I kinda of remember he bobbled it a little bit, but I, I I I don't did the ball ever actually come out of his hands and hit yes, the ground?
10: It
2: fell, it hit did the it, ground. It, it, he he went to go pick it up. He nobody came and fussed with him. No, what difference does it make if we pick up a penalty there, it's towards, it, I think we're only at like 15 seconds, the clock or less.
4: Yeah.
2: It, it just it shows the warts and the stuff that goes on. Another thing, wide receiver Cody, wide open, wide open, we couldn't get the ball snapped in time for him just to toss the ball over and he'd have walked into the end zone.
6: He I remember that. Play. Walk,
2: okay, you know why that happens, Gary? You know why? Because we're coaching this kid to go through all these, Check with me, changing the play, and so the, so the so the center is sitting there like, okay, I know he's going to do all these checks, so he doesn't want the ball right now. All that talking he's doing, he doesn't want the ball right now because he's never he's never snapping the ball in the first set of um um you know when the clock starts on. He check with me, changing this call, changing that call. That that has to change. And let's go back to the Cincinnati game. I said right after that game. I do not want this man to win another football game for us. Now, mind you, Florida State was coming up, and I said, ah, oh, gosh, don't want to lose to Florida State. The week went on, and I said, ah, right, you know what? I'm going to watch this game, want to win it. But, I, Gary, I'm telling you, I do not want this man. I'm a diehard king fan. When I say diehard, diehard, I do not want this man to win another Game at Miami. When I say another another game, yeah, not you do. one more game. No, I don't. No, I don't. Yeah, do. Hey, whoever don't come as far as recruits, fine. They haven't been coming anyway, so we just have to start over. I do not want this man to win another game. At
1: Miami. That's not yeah,
2: what I want you're him to are sitting long. here
1: two years from now and you're going through the same problems because the program's been beaten down as far as as, as it as it could be. You're not going to be happy in two years either. The so the reason why I'm you saying is because I want different.
2: every opportunity, I want everything to be in shambles, so they get sort of. It's not even a thought.
1: Not necessarily. Trust me, there's there there, there there. I don't think there's any issues whatsoever with the powers that be of this university understanding how people feel about the way that, where the football program is right now. There, and
2: this is <laughs> and, and a couple other things real quick show you how stubborn this guy is and and and, and stubborn. We have, I don't like calling anybody by their name if they're doing terrible. Number 66 on the offensive line and number 73, both those guys are playing out of a position. Both of them are not playing at their position. They need to be playing and all we do is keep them in the game.
1: Now I don't know the 66 look, could be a guard, but 73 certainly could.
2: Oh my God. Look, terrible. Another question. The kid that he committed today, how good is he, Darren?
1: He's okay. I mean, I, I don't think it's a big issue. I okay,
5: he's okay, I don't give a hell. I don't care.
1: He, he, I, I, I mean, he's okay.
5: I, I don't care. I mean, when he de- – hey, I mean
2: no. this, you're, you're, going,
1: you know, you're run-of-the-mill South Florida defensive back. And here's the
2: thing. He committed to a guy that's going to get fired at Carolina anyway.
1: Yeah, I mean that's, so that's the absurd, that's the absurdity of it. So you know he clearly it's, it's didn't want to he clearly didn't want to be at Miami and okay great well you know I don't look, think it really matters.
2: Look at, I know I said I don't want to win nothing but look, look look what look what this man has done to our program where you got a team like USC who fired their coach and they're not going to have a problem having kids commit commit to that school. They they're not gonna have a okay. problem.
1: I mean, let's not overreact. He's a three-star kid from Deerfield Beach. It's not. It's, no no no, no no. I'm
2: not. Talk, no no. I'm not talking about the kid anymore. I'm talking about USC. The way they run. It, the way the kids love that area, and they love their team no matter what. We got to get that back over at Miami. They just fired their coach, and they're not gonna have a problem getting guys to commit there. Yeah? That's my point. That's how far we've gone backwards.
1: Well, hopefully we hopefully the situation will be the same at Miami too. Well, well you'll see you'll, you'll 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 see what happens. It you know, it depends how it plays out here. It maybe it'll maybe you'll have the same situation. Okay. Michigan
2: hired
1: Michigan hired Harbaugh.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: it was, it, I mean, the guy's a rock star. I mean, it, it, it's like yeah, he's literally he's, a rock star
2: He's a little he's a little top He's as
1: reinvigorated as well. reinvigorated the program.
2: But he's getting it done. Um, another thing. Crystal ball, great idea. Great, It'll be a great idea. If we can't get him for whatever reason, what about Graciano?
1: He'll be beating the door down. He'll he's aggressive. Can- he's aggressive.
2: He'll, he's aggressive. he'll a can- he come in with a defensive mind. Yeah. Remember, believe it or not, Coach D actually worked for him at Rutgers, but Coach D didn't really control the defense.
1: It was really Graciano that ran the defense. Of course, yeah. Coach D wasn't the coordinator at that time. He was he a was. position teller. Position so yeah, coach, so but, but he'll, he'll, be on, he'll be on the list. He'll 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 probably get an interview.
2: And somebody made a great point. I made I made the same point a couple of weeks ago. When I have a coach, a head coach, when a kid, a quarterback messed up, or one of my one of my players messed up, and he's running off the field, and he's not, I'm not getting in the way of him, so I can say some choice words to him. I don't want that guy on my sideline. That's not the kind of coach I want. When guys are running off the field, they just messed up terribly. And they know that they can run off the field and the head coach not gonna say a word to him. Not a word. This is not the NFL. Where even an NFL guys get shout at. Coach Kaufman shows all his players. Okay? Golden,
5: that guy can't leave fast enough. I say back up the dump truck right away. Put it put it behind in it and, and drive up.
1: All right, Ron. give it. us a call. Give us a call next week, okay?
5: All right, keep me home.
1: You got it. All right, 646-595-2048, 646-595-2048. We got about uh, 50, 55 minutes of show left. Hit the number one if you want to come on the show. Try to keep your comments brief so we can get a lot of guys That's on one. here in the final hour. Uh, let's go out now to the 305. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. Hey,
9: Gary, how you doing?
1: Doing good. Who's this? Casino
9: 305
1: Hey, what's up, Sino? Talk to us. What you got? What's up, Gary, can you do me a favor? Can you give me your top three um, potential uh, coaches that
9: you think uh, will I I coaches?
1: cannot because... I wouldn't even want to begin doing it because we don't know who's in the pool yet. I mean, what if I throw out three guys and then say, you know, and I'll just throw out as an example, not because I think he's top three, but you know, what if Chip Kelly becomes available? Or you know what I'm saying? So, you know, we don't know yet who's in the pool. And number one and number two, I don't think Coach Golden has exercised his final life yet. I think if they if they can get their act together here and run the table and maybe upset Clemson and win the Coastal and get to the the championship game, that he's going to keep his job. So, gotcha. you know, I'm not, I'm I not mean,
9: really throwing my opinions a,
1: around on new coaches.
9: Yeah, that's going to be a – there's a slim chance
1: that he does Well, yeah, him, but, but, but slim chance is fine, but it, but it's still out there. So. Oh, I
9: was being kind with the slim chance.
1: Yeah, I, I think, don't want to uh, – I just don't personally want to spend a lot of time talking about new coaches because I don't think yeah. we're there yet. I think we got plenty of time for that.
9: I mean, there, there needs to be something kind of short of a miracle for him to be able to pull off. Uh, winning every game all of a sudden after five years of complete... Not really. You know, I
1: mean, you got to play a solid game Saturday um, against the Virginia Tech team that you should beat and, and, and then, you know, get past that. And then it's, it's you know, rally all the troops again just like Saturday night and take your best shot at Clemson. And, and if you win yes. that game, you know, then you've got Duke, Virginia, North Carolina, a Georgia Tech team that already has three conference losses, and Pittsburgh. And... You know, no, the, none of them are easy games, but they're certainly all winnable. I mean, it, it's not out of the question. I mean,
9: every every year these games are winnable, but I mean, Clemson's going to be tougher than Florida State. This, you know, I mean, they're they're probably a better team this year. Um, anyway, we we know all this stuff. We'll see what happens. But they don't uh, have a
1: Dalvin Cook. Though. I mean, they don't have a guy like Dalvin Cook that's going to take the game but over. their quarterback may be better than Florida State's. Yeah, he probably. And is I think better.
9: their defense is maybe even better too. It'll be it'll be similar, you know.
1: It'll be similar. And by the way, you know that
9: that game obviously in in Florida State, everything was going our way. I mean, that was our if we were going to have one chance to beat them, you know, under the circumstances, this was the shot. You know, we had everything, pretty much the ball bouncing our way. We had the final drive. We had it all. This was our shot, and it yep. didn't happen. So, you know, beating Clemson is going to be, you know, probably you know more difficult. But anyway, with that being said. Um, yeah, I mean that's my only. That's really my only uh, thing that I'm looking forward to. I think probably anybody else I've sp- spoken to in Miami, that you know, is, likes the the Canes. The only thing that they're interested in is when is Golden leaving. When are we getting a real coach? When is his team going to come back? Because it's not going to happen like this. No. So that's really the only thing that I wanted to know. You know, is, is because I'm sure you know there's nobody in in the program right now that I know. You know, I mean, I know some people that are, you know, big in the in the in, in the school in terms of you know, on the top uh, board and all of that. But, um, you know, they don't really, you know, I don't talk to them that often enough to get any information. Uh, so you're the guy I think that probably as, as far as everyone on this site refers to, I think you're the guy who probably hears and knows the most. And I'm sure if there's something out there you've heard, you've probably heard. Some no, there's, there's stuff really stuff not.
1: Like, I don't think that they're at that point yet where they're interviewing people or putting their final list together or anything like that. I, I think they're letting it run its course now. Tell me this: you know, is, it,
9: is it coastal or bust for Golden? I mean, if he doesn't win
1: the coastal, he's done. I don't see how it could be any different. You know, I, I think that the Not outcry sure would, would be if if that was acceptable. I think the outcry would just be deafening, uh, and justifiably so.
9: Okay, so we can we can expect then either he wins the coastal
1: or probably Well, it's not court, my correct? decision. I'm just giving you an opinion. <laughs> I yeah, mean, no, I I think, I, I referred, think if they're know? playing in a nondescript bowl again and or you know or worse and and they're not able to to win the coastal this year and that that they're gonna probably make a change.
9: Yep. Well, I think that's what the fans are upset about. There's no,
1: you know, there hasn't been any expectations set by
9: the athletic director and, you know, where everybody's just up in the air.
1: So, in team. fairness, Blake, Blake's got to stop talking. Okay. Blake shouldn't be saying anything in all honesty. You know, he's, he's setting himself up to be a target if he keeps talking because, because what's going to happen is the rat's going to turn to him. And I, and, and I like Blake and I hope he understands that, you know, that he needs, to yeah, you know, he can't be making statements one way or the other right now, because this is a moving target. And things are not looking really good. Okay. All, All right. right man. Hey, thanks for thank being you, part Gary. of the show. All right, thank you. All right, let's go out to the 805. You're now live on Kane Sport Live.
5: Hey, Gary, what's going on, buddy? It's
1: uh, Cali Six Kane. How you doing, man? Hey, what's up, Cali Six? Talk to us, man. Um,
5: talk. I want to talk to you about just uh, Butch Davis's uh, overall motivation. I mean, he's 63 years old, and I. Did, I just want to hear your opinion on that. I'm not sure where he lives, you know, where he spends most of his time today. I know he obviously he works as an analyst, but what do you think about his motivation?
1: I think if Butch were to get another shot at Miami, I think he would be highly motivated. I I think that obviously he's in at the end of his coaching career, and it would be his last shot. And let's be honest, Butch Davis, based on what he was able to do at Miami, eventually has underachieved in his coaching career. You know, he went to the Cleveland Browns, really did nothing. The the problems at North Carolina you know about. And considering how well he did at Miami and left before he finished the job, he has a coaching career that's kind of empty. And and I think that, you know, he would come to Miami very highly motivated to do well and and, and finish – a life, a, a, an adult lifetime worth of work as a football coach, off in a glorified fashion. So, you know, I don't think that's the problem. I, I, I think, you know, when you're putting positives and, ne- and negatives together, you know, I, I think it's hard to hire a football coach that's 64 years old. Uh, you know, I think what ends up happening is they, for whatever reason, you know, you look at the history: Bobby Bowden, Steve Spurrier. A lot of these guys fade late in their careers, and then you're, you're left sitting there. You know, Frank Beamer would be one right now. I don't think Virginia Tech's at the level they used to be. Uh, and you're left sitting there, oh, my God, what do we do now? And you, you, know, you, you end up having the you – know, you, you want to be respectful of what they've done, and yet you end up holding on to them longer than you really want to or should, and it creates a whole other set of problems. Now, that didn't stop them from hiring Jim Laranega for basketball. So, which is a you know sure. a similar situation, but you know football is a little bit different, and you, you need a lot more energy in, in football, and and, and it, there's a lot more details involved, and uh, the, the the hours are incredibly ridiculous, and and things like that, and in a lot of ways, it's it's a younger man's game, and uh, so you know when you're lining up those pluses and minuses, I think that's what will mostly come up on the negative side for Butch. Uh, you know, in addition to the problems he had in North Carolina, if you're asking me personally, you know what I'd like to see? I would like to see them hire Butch, but not as the head football coach. I would like to see Butch hired as an assistant athletic director for football, and you know, be brought into the athletic department and work in tandem with the football coach. Maybe you know a younger coach like like a Rob Chichinski or a Mario Cristobal, and work in tandem with them. And help develop them and 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 get this program back on track. Uh, if if I were the athletic director, I think that's something I would be looking very closely at. And I don't know if Butch would go for that or not, um, but I would certainly you know be looking at taking a shot at something like that if if, if I could. Uh, so that's just one idea, you know, one way of approaching it. If if, if you don't feel that you want to hire a 64 a year old Butch Davis as your head coach. Um, but we'll see what happens. Right now, it's still out golden show and he still has a chance. You know, he's he's I think he's got to run the table, but he still has a chance.
5: Right? You're No, you're right. He does have a dying chance. Um You know, Butch Davis, he was a D-line coach for the for the um Hurricanes then he became the D-coordinator for the Cowboys. Is there anybody in the NFL ranks that used to have Miami ties that may made- not be a high-profile person, but they're kind of like a coordinator type that's been pretty successful that we should know about?
1: You know, if you add the other elements of having re- maybe recruited before, uh, having a, a reputation with the with the coaching community in the southern part of the state to where you get that immediate respect and things like that, I think it's going to be pretty hard to take a coordinator out of the NFL and make him the head coach at Miami. You know, um, yeah. I, I and it could happen. I you know anything could happen. But you know, to me, I really think that you know you need to to bring somebody down here right now that has a, a little bit of a greater familiarity with what they're dealing with.
5: What is um Ball's draw to the uh, South Florida coaching community? Do you, do those guys have a great deal of respect for him, and what what do they like about him?
1: Yeah, they do. You know. His he's one of those contagious personalities. He he's he's so driven and and so enthusiastic and um so passionate about what he does. And yeah, uh, you know, I think the people around him feed off of that. And and uh, you know, I think that uh, it's a mindset that fits well with high school football coaches, and uh, they kind of speak the same language. And um, so yeah, I think he is very well liked. I, I think you know he recruited South Florida for a long time before he became the head coach at FIU and then uh, of course in his time at FIU he's recruiting every single high school in the state of Florida and visiting every single high school in the state of Florida so he has a relationship with all the high school coaches throughout the state brings and that you know brings an enormous amount to the table and you know i i would like to see him get back to being part of this program one way or the other if 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 he doesn't get a head coaching job somewhere else which i think he does have a chance to do this year and the Miami administration decides that they don't feel he's ready to be the head coach yet at Miami, um, I think it would be very advantageous for the program to figure out a way, you know, to get him back in the building, because uh, he does bring a lot to the table.
5: Yeah, I'll, I'll close out just by saying this. I, I think that, uh, you know, God bless Golden. I hope, you know, it does work out for him. I'm, I'm one of the guys that actually is rooting for him. I hope that we kind of win the rest of the season, and I want to play FSU with you again, again. But worst case scenario, if we do have to hire another person. I hope we get the right person. And I think they have to have a strong connection and strong ties to
1: South Florida because we are a unique community down here. Thanks, Gary. Yeah, no no problem. Thank, thank you for being part of the show. Um, hey, guys, you know, we've been talking for several weeks now. Um, you, you've heard me talking about uh, FanDuel.com, the weekly fantasy games, our weekly CaneSport.com league on FanDuel, which is at FanDuel.com forward slash Cane. Um, You think you know football? You think you're a maven? Come prove it at FanDuel.com. They're the leader in one-week fantasy football. The money is real. They're expecting to pay out $2 billion this football season. $2 billion. Building a team is really easy. You just pick your players. You stay under the salary cap. You sit back on Sunday and watch your team win. Entry fees start at just one dollar. Anyone can play. The Kane Sport League is five dollars at FanDuel.com forward slash Kane. At and finally, it can actually pay to be a fan. Last week, a guy from Idaho by the name of Wayne, by the name of Wayne won ten thousand bucks off a two-dollar entry fee at FanDuel.com, and that could be you. Join him and over 1 million other users who have already won money on FanDuel this season. And come play with us in the Kane Sport League. We're having fun every week. So go to FanDuel.com if you haven't yet this season. Click on the microphone in the upper right-hand corner and use our code CANE, C-A-N-E. FanDuel.com will match with bonus bucks up to $200 of your initial deposit. So go there, FanDuel.com, use the code KANE, and you'll get your bonus bucks matched to your initial deposit. FanDuel.com, where every day is a new season. That's FanDuel.com. Sign up today and join us in the KANE Sport League at FanDuel.com forward slash KANE. All right, let's go out now to the 484. You're now live on KANE Sport Live. Hey, what's going on, Gary? Doing good. How you doing?
2: I'm doing good, man. It's uh, it's Philly calling Philly from the L.A. I just had a couple points to make. Um, You know, one, you know, uh, watching the the Kings, and actually watching them the last couple years, even the the last game, uh, especially watching the Florida State game before, you know, you you look at the the guys, and you can tell, we, we have, there's some talented guys on this team that have yet to reach their potential, and when you when you look at like a team like like Michigan this year and like Florida, you see that potential, you know, for Miami to 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 be that type of team, you know, next year with with the right staff. Because I think we're just like a badly coached team right now, you know. I think, you know, you have guys like you have like I mean you you mentioned like Chad Thomas is not giving the same effort as like AQM, but then. You know, you watch week before, you're seeing Chad give more effort than AQM was, you know, like in Cincinnati game or even the game before that. You see it kind of like in spurts. Yeah, something you see guys, happened. Like, a- play... a- something
1: happened to him this week, AQM. He was he was playing much harder and much better this week.
2: But the, the thing about it is, like, but then we get to, like, say, Virginia Tech, and you may be wondering, like, well, what happened to him? Why was he not, you know, why are we not seeing the same effort? Like, where he? Where did he that's, go? What did this
1: happen? You don't get
2: the so, same thing yeah. week to the next. But that's the thing that that's yeah that's that's been a problem you know throughout Golden's era is like it's like you, like like that's where I get to where you you know they're they're a badly coached team you know it's and 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 that's like basically falls back on Golden and falls back on this you know this whole um this his whole tenure here is that you know it's a it's a very mediocre product that he puts on the field and I don't think he just he doesn't know any better you know I think they just they try to do too much they try to be too multiple. They try to do. They try to sub out too many guys. They try to do put guys in different positions where you know they're not being successful on a the play that can be successful. Like say, this like a third and eight, you know, instead of lining lining up Chad Thomas and say like a wide nine stance or even like a seven where he's going one on with a tackle, you got him in like a three technique or a four technique where he's getting double teamed. You know, so it's like you're 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 you're, you're taking advantage. You're not taking advantage of one of your best pass rushers. You know, in the game, and then you got Trent Trent Harris out there lined up in a wide nine, but he doesn't have the speed to go one on one with a um, a left tackle to go around him, so he'll try to bull rush him. And then you know, the secondary may secondary may play good that play good at that time where they hold him in pass coverage, and he ends up like pushing the guy and getting the sack. Where you know, if it was like say if the quarterback would have pushed up in the pocket, you know Trent would not have been a, been a nine factor because he had he didn't have the speed to go around him. To go around a tackle, or even have a counter move to go inside to get the quarterback. So you see what I'm saying? It's like it's like they just I don't know. It's just like we have just been, you know. Like and I'm I think, and like like earlier you mentioned like Clemson. You talk about Clemson not having a Dalvin Cook, but if you go back and look at it, Gary. One thing like like Coach Golden has said is that they game plan to stop Dalvin Cook. And I remember when they game plan to stop the receiver from Wake Forest, Campanero, and he had a record day against us. Then I remember when they, when they had Cynthia and they, they game plan to stop Eric Ebron, the tight end from UNC, and he had a record day against us. So it's like you're game planning to stop these guys. You game plan to stop Amir Abdullah, but yeah, Amir Abdullah has a record day. So you're game planning to stop these guys. You're, you're, you're spending the whole week designing a, a, a scheme and a system to key on these guys. So and the scheme yes, that's being yes, designed
1: obviously isn't good enough.
2: But like, yes, yes, they're good players. No, no doubt they're good players. But not only are they, you know, performing to what they usually do, but they're doing it. But they're doing it better. They're doing like they're having a record day against you, but you scheme to stop them. So I'm too, so that's what you see is like it's a badly coached team because you can't say I'm keen on this guy. This is the guy that we have to stop. But yet that same guy has a record day against me, and it's not just Dalvin Cook. So, you know, you mentioned like we us playing Clemson and Clemson not having a Dalvin Cook, but Clemson is a is a much better team than Florida State. Clemson has Deshaun Watson at the quarterback. They have a a five star recruit in Ray McLeod who's a, who's a player. They have a five star receiver in Deion King who's a player. They have a receiver, um Artavia Scott, who wanted to go who won to be at Miami, but Miami didn't recruit him, so he's over at Clemson and he's like one the, he's one of the best receivers in, in the um if not the ACC in the country. You know, Clemson is a complete team and they, and they have more doubt more Dalvin Cooks, you know. And it's like not saying Dalvin Cooks well, we'll is not not, not not a great player. I mean no doubt. But you if you look at it, like like Clemson is a much better team than the team we just faced. You know, they're only allowing like two point seven yards a carry, you know, for their for their opponents. We're you know, find and, out. And, and and so we couldn't rush the ball at all against Florida State. We're playing against a team that's even better against the run. You know, we're so find, I mean, gonna,
1: we'll find I mean, out.
2: I mean, we definitely. My, my last point, and I'll just keep it simple. Um, you had mentioned earlier the defensive coordinator Tyler Orlando, and he's actually at Houston. You know, the the Houston coach who I've been kind of, you know, I guess been a pie piper on the board. My my head coaching my head coaching boards. Um, the, the, the Tom Herman who came from um, you know, with the OC uh, under Urban Meyer, who's now at Houston. He actually hired Tyler Lando from Utah State, you know, as his D.C. And that's one thing where I've been actually watching Tom Herman, you know, since he's been at Utah. I watched the staff that he assembled at Utah, and he's, he's put together a really good staff, I mean, at, at Houston, you know, and it's the reason why, you know, they are, you know, besides, you know, him being a successful coordinator at previous stops, it's the reason why, you know, they are good right now. He he went and got Major Applewhite from Texas. He went and got Oscar Giles you know, for to be his defensive line coach, Oscar Giles was, was Mac Brown' defensive line coach, and Oscar Giles coached three Ted Hendricks Award winners on a defensive line. And now he now he's Todd Herman's defensive line coach at Houston. So like, this guy knows how to put together a staff. When he was at when he was at um, Ohio State, he recruited um, um, Barrett out of Texas. He recruited a five star kid, uh, Mike Mitchell, a linebacker out of Texas. He recruited Johnny Dixon um, out of um, out of Dwyer, and he's the reason why Torres Gibson is at is at Ohio State now. Before he left and went to Houston, so I mean I think you know we, you know, I know you don't put together a list, but I think you know if you want to start looking at coaches, I mean I've been kind of like hyping him up. I think you know he's pretty much besides like I'm St. Looking, Mario. I'm looking for and, a little and, more,
1: uh, just a, sh- a little more seasoned head coach than that. If you're gonna go with Tom Herman, me. You, to me you might as well go Mario Cristobal.
2: But the thing about it is, you. But the thing about it though is that you have. I mean, I, I, and granted, Mario. You know, I, I'm not against Mario being, you know, head coach. I, I think he'll probably be a good one. But the thing about it with, with Mario is, is that you 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 have to to him. You have to depend on who he's going to hire as his coordinators. And I think he will probably keep Coley as his coordinator. I think Coley is a decent coordinator. But I think with a guy like 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 say like a Tom Herman, if you look at Tom Herman. But he's at Ohio State. The years he's been at Ohio State, Ohio State averaged like 44 points. They averaged um, 511 yards a game, and they averaged over 50 some percent on third down and 80 some percent in the red zone. This year, with him going, Ohio State's averaging 36 points a game. They're like 460 yards per game. They're only averaging 32 percent on third down and only 57 percent in the red zone. And he's done, and Tom Herman has done this at Ohio State and at Rice. So it's like when you look at coaches that have been successful, you look at them being successful at different junctures. Like when you look at, say, like an Urban Meyer, he was successful at, at not just Florida but at Utah at Bowling Green. When you look at, say, Bob Stoops. Bob Stoops was successful at D.C. at Kansas State and at Florida before he got his job at Oklahoma. So when you're looking at coaches, you want to look at guys who've been successful at not just one place but multiple places. I think with Tom Herman, he and he will come in, and he will say keep Coley, you know, as his quarterback coach and co OC and possibly bring in say Cristobal, you know, maybe they can move RTO to like the front office and he can bring in say Mario Cristobal and make Mario Cristobal assistant head coach, offensive line coach and assistant uh offensive coordinator. So they'll right, right, so, I mean, but, but let and, me and
1: stop, let me stop you cuz all this coach talk is it's just too premature. We're not there yet. Yeah. And we got a lot of time but to talk
2: about that. But I will say, last, lastly, he will bring Tyler Lando with him. And Tyler Lando did coach, did coach at FIU. So he does yeah, have high. So, I mean, but so but I'll let you, I'll let you go to the other call. I just want to kind of, you know, in the air about that. Um, and uh let you go ahead. Keep me on hold.
1: You got it, man. Hey, thanks for being part of the show. All right, guys, we've got about a half hour left. Let's try to keep comments brief. There's still uh, several guys that, that are on the line that, that want to get on the show. So,. Um, you know, again, just, you know, try to make your points quickly. Let's go out to the nine four one. You're now live on Kane Sport Live.
2: Hello, Gary.
1: Yes, sir. Hey, it's the Meister Kane. I'm back. Hey, what's up, man?
2: Hey, how you doing, buddy? Well, yeah, just a
9: couple comments here. Uh you know, I watched the game against FSU and you know, obviously what I see in my opinion is uh just the preparation you know i just felt that the especially on the defensive side of the ball i mean they, they looked kind of really flat in that whole game you know I, I mean the second half they looked a little better but you know that that mistake especially on the option where uh you saw delvin cook run for that what was it a 75 yard touchdown run 72 something like that
1: 72 yep
9: 72 yeah yeah i mean what was this, the safety uh, Bush? He really should have had that kid. He should have had He, he was had there. I mean, but,
1: he he was in position to make the play. He just went for the wrong guy.
9: Yeah, he did. No doubt about it. I mean, no, no question. I mean, in my high school, we did run the option. We ran the freeze option, and we did run the, the triple option when I played. And when I was on defense, I always
2: had the pitch man, but I was the safety.
10: <laughs>
2: I mean, I, I was like, Gosh, if that was me, I would have, I would have made that play. But you know, nonetheless, I like I said before, just preparation. You know, prep, preparing
9: for the game, getting everybody ready. You know, it just didn't it didn't look like they were, you know, right there. They, they didn't look like they were fired up. You know what I'm
2: saying?
1: So. Well, I don't think being fired up was the issue. I just think when you've given up that many yards in the first half on a regular basis, that's to me that's preparation and, and that's scheme and game planning. There's no, explanation. Right. There's, no, there's, there's no other explanation for that. That's a lot of yards.
2: Yeah, uh, exactly. And uh, Game planning and play calling, you know, what is going on with this defense? I mean, I remember in 2001 we had an aggressive defense. I mean, other teams were intimidated by by the the uh, Canes defense out there, but I don't see that now today. You know, I why you know my my questions are why didn't they take more chances
9: blitzing? Why didn't they put more more guys in the box? You know, I would have played, I
2: would have called that right there. Okay, Cook's going to run the ball. Put more guys in the box and try to stop them. Yeah, I know you're gonna you're gonna give man to man coverage, but so what, you know, take the chance, take the chance for goodness sake. you know, but I don't understand why they didn't do it, you know, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's one right, of those you gonna, things, I guess. any right?
1: other thoughts, thoughts for this week?
2: Well, this week, uh, all I can say is just come out prepared and, uh, you know, do the best you can and, uh, You know, get Kaya fired up, throw those deep balls, just go out there and try to beat this team, you know, beat Virginia Tech and uh, try to win the Coastal. I guess that's all they can really do at this point. Clemson looks very, very tough. I really don't see them beating Clemson, honestly.
1: Yeah, it's going to be very tough. But, you know, if you lose that game for a second loss in the ACC, like I said earlier in the show, None of these other coastal teams play Florida State or Clemson. So you're spotting all those guys' two games, essentially.
2: Right, right, right.
1: Well, we'll see. take your best right. shot. Yep. Thanks for being part of the show.
2: All right, you back, Gary. You take care. I'll call him next time, all right?
1: Got it. Talk to you next Tuesday. All right, let's go out to the um, the 803. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, Gary. This is Eddie from South Carolina. Hey, what's up Betty? Welcome to the show.
5: Thanks. Um, listen, I don't I don't want any signature wins. I don't want the coastal I tell you what I
2: want, because I don't expect that. I tell you what I do want explanation for why this coach refuses to learn from his mistakes after five years.
1: I realize you can't answer that for me. And even if you could try, it would be hard. When if I, if I look, look back at the Al Golden era, that's going to be one of the things that that I'll always be wondering. Like, you know, I, I get getting the job, maybe being in a little deep. You know, coming from Temple, having been at Virginia and Boston College prior to that, I, I, I get all that. You know, and I get being blindsided by the Nevin Shapiro thing and all the other problems that he's had to endure here at Miami, uh, the you know the first few years and all those things. I get every bit of it, but what I will never understand is why, with the other problems, absolutely screaming at him for the last few years now, how. He hasn't addressed them and 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 hasn't corrected them and and you know tried to pos- position this football program to be better than what it is right now and uh you know I I don't know I mean I don't know whether to call it stubbornness or you know you don't know what you don't know I mean there's a, there are explanations that you could come up with if you think really deeply but I mean it's 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 tough to watch man you know it, I mean I you just this stuff just isn't normal you know but. You, I don't Listen, know. If, you can be you can be as stubborn as you want, you know,
2: stubbornest person in the whole world. If you reach down and you grab a hot pan on the stove every day, one day you're going to learn not to grab it. You know what I'm saying?
7: Yeah, you're I mean, absolutely right. And it,
2: it, it's not it's not just that. I mean, that
5: that's bad enough by itself. It's not just that. It's that he's letting these players that we need the next four or five years, three or four years that we're
2: gonna need he's letting them come in and play one play, two plays. It doesn't make any sense. It's like he's setting the next guy up to fail so his his reign doesn't look so bad. I mean
1: I don't know. I don't just, know what what I would like to think that's not the motivation. But obviously you know that's, that's been my opinion too like. I don't it get looks it. Like that. But it looks like that.
2: It it that's probably not it,
9: but it looks like that. I mean,
2: what's the sense in playing the guys for one play when you got an abundance of players at that position that you could put out there. It doesn't make any
5: sense, you
1: know. I haven't I know. seen anybody walking off the field exhausted yet, I'll tell you that.
5: Yeah, well, I hope not. I mean, they're you know, they're playing plenty of guys.
1: I haven't and, and seen any Dan Porges going, in, going every, in for IVs at halftime.
5: Every single year it's the same thing. I mean, a, every single year, you know, they start out slow in three four games. They, they tell you, "Well, we're holding stuff back. We're holding stuff back," and that's never the case. They're just using that excuse. I mean, I, you know, I don't know, but I'm just tired of it. I, I really am. You
9: can just All put right, me man, on hold, thanks Gary. You. Thanks. Okay. Got it.
1: Thank, thanks for being part of the show. All right, let's go to the nine eight five. You're now live on Cain Sport Live.
8: Hey, Gary Swagger for Life from South Louisiana. How's it
1: going? What's up, man? How you doing this week?
8: Doing okay. Doing okay. Uh, I'm calling tonight from the uh Butch, Hire Butch Davis uh, campaign headquarters. <laughs> uh,
1: you must have a big anybody. crowd there.
8: <laughs>
1: anybody, you know, anybody? Anybody? I, I, to... I will say this. I mean, he is the, he is the runaway uh, fan choice in in this derby. I'll tell you that. Well, in this potential derby, let's put it that way. Well, look. Anybody wishing to send donations from Kane Nation can
8: send it to PO Box 985 or PO Box 504 to my man Roland, because we're both on the same page, page with with that. <laughs> but uh, but but anyway, uh, look. Uh, I, I pointed it out on the board, uh, and it's going to be coach talk, Gary. I pointed it out on the board about Butch. Uh, I think I think we need him, and I think Miami. Uh, I think he wants Miami um is even his oh, he definitely wants
1: Miami the question is he, does, he, does he still have the energy for the job that's the question I, I think
8: I think he absolutely does and I, I kind of wanted to make a few points about it here's what it allows us to do uh you know number one it's instant credibility from a recruiting standpoint in South Florida we don't lose anything with him coming in from a recruiting standpoint he's been there done that he understands the culture in South Florida it's instant credibility with the high school coaches and with everybody that's that's in the know in the state of Miami. So that's that's one plus. Second plus, it makes the BOTs and the president and the administration happy because we can get them at a fair price, let's say, which we all know Miami loves to do. Uh, even though that even though those those uh, those salaries as you mentioned earlier were going up, uh, we could get him at a at a good rate which would make, uh, like I said, would make the admin happy. He's a great talent evaluator, which is something that we need right now. Um, No question about it. I think he's probably one of the the best talent talent evaluators in the country, and I'd put that up against anybody. And last, Gary, what it does is it it allows us to put together an all-star staff because if you bring in Butch, what happens is then you can bring in a crystal ball under him. Then you can bring in Elevit under him. Then you can bring in some of these guys that we're talking about to be the head guy because we could. They would come in right, let me, under let me,
1: let, let, let me stop you because you're getting way ahead, and, and I don't think we should turn this show into coach talk right now. But uh, you're assuming all those guys want to come work under him, and I think I don't think you can make those assumptions. <laughs> um, but I, but I don't disagree with your premise that I mean he's obviously got to be in the conversation. Yes, and if he's not, shame on shame on Miami. Well, if he's you know, not, Miami may decide they don't want to go in that direction, but he, I, you know, I I think he has to be in the conversation, not just because the fans like him and want him, but you know, because of his credentials and, and where he is in his career, and uh, you know, at the end of the day, he, he potentially might be the safest candidate. So you know, we'll we'll, we'll see what happens. You got anything non-coach, not non-new coaching related? Yeah, I do. I I wanted to point out a couple of things.
8: Um, One, about Brad Kaya. Um, Some people have made some comments about maybe getting on him a little bit. The guy threw for 400 yards against Florida State at Doe Campbell Stadium with defensive linemen in his face all night. I don't think Brad Kaya deserves the criticism uh, that he's getting uh, right now, being that he was basically a one-man show that kept that team in the game the other night uh, when Joe Yearby couldn't get it going, mainly because of offensive line problems. But I think Brad Kaya is kind of the the one savior on that team when you look from an X's and O's standpoint, both both offense and defense. So I think that Brad Kaya, that, that I agree with you that, that he would have benefited greatly from a redshirt year and that he does have things to work on. But I think that people forget that he is still a true sophomore and will adapt and grow. This is year two for him. So getting into his junior and senior years, I think you'll see that development of him moving yep. around in the, in the pocket and, and, you know, extending plays and doing some of those things. You're right. It's sad that we don't get another year with him, but it it is what it is with Brad Kaya right now. But I just don't think he deserves, he deserves the criticism.
1: Well, yeah, I, I think you're gonna. I think you're gonna ahead. get two. I think you'll get two years with Kaya at a pretty oh, darn sure. high level, at a pretty high level. And you know what? There, there, there's nothing wrong with that. I just think that, you know, it's just been too much, too quick, and that's why it's taking so long. You know, 17 starts yeah. is a lot of starts for a quarterback.
8: No, I absolutely, absolutely agree. And it is, it's sad because through 17 starts, I think. We could have gotten so much more out of him if it would have gone a different way. But it's the hand that it's we're dealt with, and it's kind of what we have to deal with right now. So, yeah. but but the criticism is
1: is totally uh, you know it's dumb. I don't out. think it's it, criticism. I don't time. think anybody's. I haven't heard anybody criticize him. Yeah,
8: okay. I've seen I've seen a couple of things here and there, Gary, of people people kind of getting on him a little bit. I I and I kind of come back and
1: look, lay off lay off that guy because he yeah. he's
8: the least of all problems
1: right now. I I totally. Um, like I said, the only thing that's wrong with him is that he didn't get that red shirt year last year. That's it. I mean, he's he's I mean, exactly. progressing progressing very nicely probably right on schedule for what he should be if he was a redshirt freshman playing at the level he's playing at i don't think anybody would have much to say all right hey thank you so much for being part of the show all right thanks, Gary, appreciate it yes sir give us a call next week all right let's go out to the 706 where you're now live on Kane sport live
5: hey Gary, how you doing doing good who's this
1: this
2: is sebastian Gary, man i've been on all- Line for two and a half hours. I didn't think I was going to get the, in, man. But oh, I man, the, board, the, the
1: board is jammed. I'm trying like crazy to get through as many guys as I can. But, man, it's you hey, know, I believe, obviously I believe a lot of guys. Are,
2: you, I believe you are. You guys covered a lot of the things I was uh, wanted to share.
5: And I had a lot
2: that I wanted to cover. But I, one thought that came to my mind, you know, I know the season is still going on and we're, we had fired a coach and we're not in the market of looking for a coach. We may be. But if we do go the direction where we need a coach, we need to get a coach that has been to the mountaintop, that has been that that knows how to play football on a championship level. And I'll tell you what I mean by that. You know, Mark D'Antonio, he got hired from Ohio State after they beat us in the national championship game. And he went to Michigan State. And you saw how he kind of, over time, turned that program around. When you look at the success of Michigan, and you look at the success of Florida, and look at the success at Texas A&M. You it, it it leads me to believe. Well, if we don't have such a talent deficit, when we have so much potential on our team, that good coaching can turn it around. Um, and 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 and, and, and here's some of the things I mean by that. Okay, when I look at this year, I look at just some recruiting bust that we had. You know, we got that offensive tackle Jair Jones. We kicked Gabois off the team. You know, we brought in, the, you bring in a J.C. kid, you're thinking that kid is going to come in and compete for a starting position. On and he, and he's
1: he's nowhere. I, I I mean, now that you mention his name, I, I, it's like you would barely know he's even on the roster.
2: Yeah, you don't even know he's on the roster. So, I mean, you know, how do you I make mean,
1: those kind of recruiting mistakes? I totally agree with what you, I mean. You, you know
2: what I mean? That's why I say, you know, some, sometimes at coaching, you just got to be held accountable. I mean, I'll give you an example. Look at this year and last year. I mean, the true Hank Kane's changed if y'all listen to me, hear what I'm saying. The last two years, we had a chance to beat Florida State on the final drive of the game in the fourth quarter. You can't tell me it's a huge talent gap. Even last year we started out, we jumped on them early. We let them back in the game, but we still had a chance to win at home. This year, after all that we went through during the first half and how we almost really just kind of threw the game away, we still, if we drive down the field and score a touchdown, we win. So if you're, a, if you're a high school recruit out there, you just got to say, you know, man, you know, if they change up the coaching, there may be a chance that we may be able to do something. What Two things I saw through the FSU game that I was pretty encouraged with. Now when Stacey Coley caught that touchdown pass, he laid out for it. I mean, there was every fiber in his body saying, you know, that this could be the difference in the game. And he sold out and he made an incredible catch. For all the flack he's caught over the last two years, he showed up. Then I think during the second half, we really started to amp up the defensive pressure on Florida State, and we really, really had them on the rope. Chad Thomas knocks down that path. We're looking at a totally different ball ballgame if they have to kick the ball towards us the fourth quarter. Okay, the other thing problem that I have is I don't think uh, Al Golden and his staff knows good clock management because – as I told you last week on the show, that we haven't won a game in like the last, in two years where we've traded trails in the second half. So the halftime adjustment and everything is not there. You know, it's kind of like you can't communicate to your kids, you know, if you do this, that, and the other, you know, we can kind of come through because we haven't did it. And the last comment I made is somebody say, uh, um, why would we want Butch? You know, Butch lost five years to Florida State. Uh, and I knew that, too. But I'm going to tell you what, Butch, when you saw signs, it was turning around. I don't know if people remember when we played Boston College and we had Kenny Kelly. And I think we were down like 28 to nothing or something like that. I mean, we were down real, real fast. And we turned around, we won that game in the second half, 31 to 28. Do you remember that game, Gary? Mm-hmm. And so I say all of that just to say coaching matters. You know, at the the end of the day, you know, Blake James is going to be well within his right. Let's let the season play out. But if he brings Al Golden to the office, I mean, there's just so much evidence where you – I mean, where's the convincing argument to give me another year to be able to do something? Al had a perfect old golden opportunity after the Louisville game to say, you know what, I'm going to make
1: some changes. His job
2: wasn't in jeopardy. That's when he blew it.
1: That, that's what he blew when he it right blew there.
2: It. That's when yeah. he blew it. He had an opportunity to tell the Canes Nation, you know what, I'm not satisfied by the way we perform on the defensive side of the ball. I need to make some changes. Nobody's calling for Coley's head to come off because he produces. I mean, at the tight end level, at the running back level, at the quarterback level, at the receiver level, you're changing parts, you're bringing in new players, you see it. On the defensive side of the ball, we can't make a stop to save our lives. I've watched Kane's football for the last three years, and every time we needed to play on the defensive side of the ball, we never have it. And it's a sickening feeling because I know it's coming. I know it's coming. We're not going to show up on the defensive side of the ball. So that's the point I wanted to make. When he had a chance against that Louisville game to make a change, he didn't do it. And that, that's pretty much, I want to say sealed his fate, but that's the decision he's going to have to live with. You know, I know him and De- uh, for are good buddies, but he could have easily brought him in the office and said, you know what, what I see on the football field, I'm just not satisfied with it. And I don't think you're satisfied with it also. And I think I need to go in a different direction. As Cain's fan, we would have respected it. You would have respected it. I think we'd have been a little bit more tolerable with what we see on the defensive side of the ball. But Insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over, expecting a different, uh, uh, a different result.
1: I appreciate you for for getting me Same plus same equals same, no doubt about
2: it. You know, I was almost on the phone for three hours on hold. But, you know, I appreciate just kind of getting those comments on. But I really want to talk about the recruiting aspect. You know, Gavar's on the team. You know, we have our start tackle. We have another tackle that hasn't gained experience. If Jahir Jones panned out, we would have had a little debt. When you start blowing it on kids and you see kids like, Sky Moore at South Carolina, Rashad Fenton at South Carolina, Chris Lamont, cornerback at South Carolina. You know, kids, we could have really, really, really just pursued and just kind of went off of And we just were blowing it. You know, we blowing it on two stars and three-star three kids, kids that have just jumped on any scholarship offer. It really, really never really panned out. And the last comment I'm making, I'm done after this, Whenever I watch the game, I never see Tracy Howard as talented as he is getting a defensive back stance. I don't know what he's doing out there. It's like just watch the game the next time you see it. See if he gets in, you know, in the backpedaling stance. like most he, he's, players,
1: I don't know, he don't but, but he's, the, he's a target. I mean, they go after him every week.
2: They do. They do. And I don't know if that's poor coaching or poor execution or whatever, but if you watch
1: the next game when they play against Virginia
2: Tech, see if he gets in the backpedal. If he's disciplined enough, i look at all that stuff, you know. So, Gary, I appreciate you for keeping me on hold. I appreciate you for just listening to my comment, you know, this is Sebastian. You always keep it real with me. But you think about that Antonio example that I gave you. The coach we need is a coach who's played championship-level ball, who's yep. been on the championship team at a BCS that knows what it really, really takes. We can't take another gamble on somebody that's coming from the Mac that just had a good year. I don't, <laughs> I don't think you'll see that.
1: I don't think you'll see them do that if if it comes to that. I I got to keep well, putting keep that it. asterisk there. All right, man. Hey, yeah, thank I you for being say, part keep of this. You got All it. Right. All right, let's go to the 501 now. You're now live on Kane Sport Live.
7: What's up, Gary? This is Alex, man, from Arkansas.
1: What's up, Alex? Talk to us quick. Go ahead.
7: Hey, man. I just called to get my therapy. I see you were about to change the name of the show tonight.
1: Not I well, was with listening therapy earlier. Yet. Not yet. I was
7: listening earlier, but you're getting close. <laughs> hey, listen, man, I um, I just wanted to uh, – I listened to the show all night, man. A lot of people made a lot of great points. And I'm on your message board every day, man, listening and putting up comments. And actually, even while I'm at work. But I have seen people kind of get – you know, a couple of people put on there that Kaya doesn't have it, you know. And um, they would kind of take shots at them, but – Man, he hasn't really had a fair chance since he's been there. I mean, not just Dalvin Cook, Gary. Everybody that we play, we make them look good. So, you, it ain't. It's not just like okay, Dalvin Cook was the exception to the rule. We make everybody that we play look good. No matter if it's the running back for uh, FAU, no matter if it's Abdullah, no matter who it is, I'm sure we'll make somebody on Virginia Tech's team look really good. The problem that I have with it is that we just can't seem to stop anybody. It looks like we don't have any clue of what we want to do. It looks like they don't have any preparation put in. And then you don't have any coaching until something finally happens to maybe tick somebody off and then they start all of a sudden playing and you get a glimpse of what they potentially could be. But if you're going to do that every week, man, you're going to find yourself playing from behind or behind the eight ball every week. And that's just too much pressure to put on your quarterback, number one, because he doesn't have a dominant offensive line. So everybody knows he's not a mobile quarterback. He's going to be there. If you put the rush on, he's going to be back there because he's not mobile. So, I mean, it just gives them an opportunity to tee off on your quarterback, and then you factor in that we don't have a really good line. But I just, man, I really, at the end of the day, after it's all over, I really don't see it changing I just hope at the end of the day Golden can live with the fact that his best friend pretty much is about to cost him the best job in America.
1: Yeah, and if it plays out that way, I just wonder, you know, five, ten years from now when they're sitting back at like that vacation home in New Jersey or some reminiscing on their times at Miami, I just i just wonder how that conversation is going to go. I just, yeah, I, I can't believe what I've seen. I really can't. I'm being honest. Absolutely. It's it's unbelievable and I feel bad for both of them. I think I think Val had got Mark some help along the way, that things maybe could have been different. Um but it just didn't play out that way. I, well, I to- heard
7: you say that earlier, uh, Gary, but I wanted to ask you, man, what do you mean by help? Do you think his ego would allow him to do that?
1: I think it has to. I mean, I think when you when the results are what they are, year after year after year, nothing's different, nothing changes. There's nothing different this year than last year. There was nothing different last year than the year before. Uh, you know, I think it's a, it's a problem. There, you know, so.
7: But aren't you past that point now?
1: Well, yeah, you're past that point now. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's either do or die time, now, right? Or die time now. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I got know. you. With all respect to that caller earlier, that said two, three more years. No, you can't. You can't. Just <laughs> this. He was just—he was, he just, was just funny, man, and entertaining. and entertaining. He was just playing everybody. I know that. I Absolutely. That. Thank you for being part of the show. I'm, I'm gonna try. All to right, man. On. See you next week. Put me on. You got it. All right, let's go to the four one nine. You are now live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing tonight? You with us? Go on once, twice. Three times. All right, give us a call next week. Um, let's go to the 305. You're now live on Kane Sport Live.
10: Hey, what's up, Gary? How you doing?
1: Doing good. Who's this?
10: This is Kane911. All
1: right, 911, shoot.
10: So, um, just real quick, man, I mean, last week we discussed uh, this game coming up, which was FSU It's the rivalry game, and I said, what on earth makes anybody think we would win that game? With Al Golden's past, with everything that he's done, um, yeah, but even with the hard all that, work.
1: he had a chance.
10: Oh man, let's just stop. He has a chance uh, in hell. It's enough. No, they
1: did. I mean, I mean it's, they had it's been, been five years.
10: Listen, Al Golden. What has Al Golden done to be retained as the
1: head coach of the University of Miami? Well, if he doesn't win the Coastal, nothing.
10: No, 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 no. That's not the question. What has he done thus far? Nothing. To be retained. Okay. I mean, he, so we you agree,
1: know, he, he has done some good things in his job, but at the end of the day, it's about winning something.
10: It is. And I think, um, I mean, blaming Al is a little, I think in some ways it's unfair because Al did not hire himself and Al's not going to fire himself, right? There's a, there's a uh, you know, the board of trustees is going to do that. The president's going to help, and the AD is going to implement it, right? So all you folks that are just getting so tactical with play calling and all this stuff, bro, don't get stuck in the minutia. Stay focused. you got to put pressure on the bot. That's where the pressure has to be because at the end of the day, Al Golden is going to do what's good for Al Golden, and he's been showing that. He's been doing what's good for his friend, which is great. I think that shows great character, but that shows horrible business decisions because that's going to hurt his next employment. If I were to show more, let's say, if I were to get hired for a job and I didn't complete my task, I mean, wouldn't we be fired? You know, Gary, if I, if I hired you, wouldn't you get fired if you didn't do your job, right? I mean, this stuff, I mean, this cult of personality stuff really bugs me because the university of Miami is bigger than Al Golden. It's not just about Al Golden. It's about the U of M. Right? So the biggest problem right now with UM football is UM, is not Al Golden. It's the people that hired him. Right? Mm-hmm. That's where the focus needs to be. Thanks, man.
1: You got it. Well yeah, they clearly didn't do their homework like they needed to, but um, you know, and, and it's taken him some time, but he's just he's not getting it done and he's down to probably his last few chances. But anyway, thank you for being part of the show. Um let's go to the 954. You're live on Kane Sport Live.
2: Hey what's up Gary?
1: Doing good. Who's this? Frank. All right Frank give it to us quick what you got?
2: Uh, real quick um even goes back to Randy Shannon era. If you look at how many five star recruits between him and Gold that we had. You know you got guys like Forston, Arthur Brown, you have um also I had a center, the uh, safety
1: The, the, the what safety?
2: The uh, safety from Sanford. Stan, what was his name? The five
1: star? I'm not sure who you're talking about.
2: He was one of the Sanford
8: trio guys.
1: Oh, Ray Ray Armstrong.
8: Ray Ray Armstrong. Okay, it's three. And then you look at, you know, through the golden era, who else are we had that's in a five star
1: on the not defensive many. side of the ball? Tracy Howard was a five star.
2: Exactly, Tracy Howard not one of these guys did anything by me. One of them were developed because two
1: coaches... Now, in in fairness, I'm not sure any of those guys should have been five stars. You know, they might have been misranked. I'm not sure they should have been five stars. Either
2: way, not one lived up to the potential because they weren't developed at all. Now, you look at, you know, even and Kaya. I think... It's not in a situation with Kaya where he's taking heat. Maybe they're just blowing him up bigger than what he is, because right now he kind of reminds me of Stephen Morris a little bit. You know, he's got a gun, but at the same time, he's off and on. He's not consistent. You know, when the ball's in his hand to win a game, I don't have that confidence. But at the same time, I'm not, you know, going to be the next Heisman candidate either the next Ken Dorsey. You know, do you think there's a little, you know, too much pressure we're putting on him? That really isn't fair in, re- in hindsight. Yeah,
1: yeah, I don't think there's any question about it.
2: I mean, I don't think he's really as good as everyone's really making it out to be. And at the same time, it's so like a Coley. What has he done? This guy hasn't even developed him at all. Look what could happen when Randy Shannon fired Wimple. When he fired Wimple, though, what happened with Sha'Corey Harris? When they brought in the next offensive coordinator, it was night and day, you know. So he's not being. We don't have a, quarterback, a true quarterback coach even coaches, kid up, team excel. You know, all these players they do have potential, but there's no one there that can build
1: them well, up. You well, know, yeah, Coley's doing a pretty decent job. Okay, is, is he perfect at this point? You know, maybe not, but I think he's doing a pretty darn good job. I mean, you, they're not losing because of James Coley.
2: Well at the same time, you know, two years in a row we've led, we're leading the nation on third down, you know, being the worst third down efficiency. That's not a flute stat. You know yeah. we you know the, I mean when we get to you know, with the in the money area, you know, we're not doing the right play calling, so that doesn't fall on Holy. Because he's running well, that they,
1: they they were five hundred last week, so they're, they're they're making some improvement, hopefully that'll continue. I mean,
2: in two years we're nine and nine. Yeah.
1: No, I understand.
2: So I mean, I mean there's there, there, no progress. I mean,
1: your points aren't without yeah. merit. I'm just saying, you know, I mean, you know, he hasn't done a horrible job. He, there's still things he needs to improve on, but you know,
2: but you know, if he could not be a coach. And, and at the same time, if, you know, if you look at this roster, and I think the biggest thing with Golden, as bad as he is, I think a lot of it. I know he's loyal to phone. Well, he's never fired an assistant. Do so you think he maybe taking out a guilt trip too because? You know, um, Turkey
1: Tits is running his defense at the I don't end know. of the day? I, I, I can't answer that. We'd have to ask Al. All right, hey, let me let you go. Give us a call next week, okay? I want to get one more call around before we go home. All right. Um, let's go out to the 419 final call of the night. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing? Sorry about that.
6: Uh, this is Mo from Ohio. Oh, hey, what's up? What's Hello? up, Mo?
1: Yeah, what you got for hey, us? Hey, you
6: yeah, actually, uh, you know, I went to the Cincinnati game this year. I tried to make it down. I went down to the Cincinnati game. I've watched, you know, obviously, I watch us religiously, and you know they're they're killing Denofre on the defense, and, and rightfully so. You know, it's been bad for a couple of years, but honestly, this is just a bad football team right now, and it's just the the mentality. I think the coaching mentality is just passed down on the players. Unfortunately, I mean, you even look at the offense, the third down percentage. Um, A lot of the mistakes that lead us into third and eights and third and nines, you know, first and ten, the false start, or a chop block, or this or that. It's just very sloppy play that can all be corrected. And when you watch these kids, I don't think we have great talent, but I think we definitely have decent talent. I mean, you can work with the talent that Miami has, and I think that, you know, there actually is reason to be optimistic. I think this season, honestly, I'm not optimistic. He is going to find a way to lose that Coastal, and it will happen, and he will be gone after this year. But the thing is, we have to bring in the right guy, and I do believe the right guy can develop this talent. I mean, South Florida is the hotbed. It is the best recruit high school football in the nation. only other thing you have to go do is find your offensive lineman somewhere. Everything is there. And I think right. with the talent, Miami fans really remain optimistic. I mean, I think this year, I think we're going to have a do it. It's, it's done. But I really do. I think with the right coach, I mean, look at the Michigan. I mean, Michigan has jumped right back in the thick of things. Obviously, we're not going to get a hardball. ball. I understand that. But I think the right coach who can work with the high school coaches down in South Florida, I think Miami can be a factor very soon. I'm really not as – I thought I'd be a little bit more down, but I really – I do. I'm kind of actually optimistic. I really do think if we get the right guy in there, Miami can be a factor very soon. That's just my opinion. Because it's just sloppy coaching right now. His record is the the way it is. I mean, he hasn't beaten a top 25 team at the end of the season. There's a reason for that. That team is sloppy. No no doubt. Both sides you agree? Yeah, I mean, definitely. both sides of the football. Yeah, not, not the record speaks for itself.
1: I said at the beginning of the year, the games are going to mm-hmm. take care – everything's going to take care of itself. And so far, it is. I mean, you're, you know, you're seeing the same problems that they've had the last few years resurfacing mm-hmm. yet again this year, and you know that tells you sure. something. All All
6: right. Right. Hey, man,
1: thank you so much for being part of the show. Give us a call next week. Thank, thank you very much. All right, man. Thanks for being part of it. All right. All right, guys, great show tonight. Man, I mean, maybe we should have called it therapy. There weren't a lot of happy Canes fans um, that were part of it. But, you know, like I said at the beginning of the show, I I think everyone's justified in their dissatisfaction. I mean, you, you, you just can't really size it up any other way you know when your team goes out and and, and is uh, seemingly unprepared and giving 300 plus yards up in the first half of a game and you're behind the eight ball from the first snap trying to play catch up it's a tough road to hoe um but i do give the kids a ton of credit they fought and battled and they did have a chance to win it in the end they just weren't good enough i want to thank our sponsors for tonight seatgeek.com Remember, you go to SeatGeek, you, use, um, you, you download their mobile app, you use the promo code CANE, C-A-N-E, you'll get $20 off your first ticket purchase. Uh, that's a pretty phenomenal deal. Um, Harry's.com, razor blades from Germany, um, kind of like German cars. They're pretty good. Uh, you might want to try them for 10 bucks. You use the promo code uh, CANES at Harry's.com. They'll give you $5 off their normal $15 price for their starter kit, which will cover you for a month. And you can try out their razors and razor blades, and they give you some shaving cream. And um, that's a pretty good deal as well. Happy that we're able to bring that one to you. And then finally, FanDuel.com. You go, you use the promo code Kane. When you sign up, they'll give you bonus bucks up to $200 uh, when you register. And you can play fantasy football and, and see how you do. So good deals for you guys. Uh, from our sponsors on CaneSport Live. Uh, Saturday, Virginia Tech, Sunlight Stadium, 3.30. We'll see what happens. I think it's a must game for the Canes, and um, I really don't think they can afford to lose again, including the Clemson game. I think if they get to two losses in the Coastal, um, I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's going to be tough because none of those teams play Florida State or Clemson. We'll see you next week, everybody.